This episode was brought to you by the following patrons. Cody, Boezy, Jeremy, Ali, Shining Donut, Nathan, Jennifer with a PH, Libby, Wes, Dreskel, Aaron, Danielle, Jeff, Amy, Tia, Dave, Jonathan, Scott, Kate, Isaac, and Karun. But because it's that special time of the month, we also get to shout out our You Can Get It level sponsors, and they are... Kevin, Eli, Mistrust, Jamie, The Boat Rat, Bryce, Haley, Sean, Another Ashley, Logan, Dominic, Jamie, Riley, Trigger Happy Mongoose, Alex, Shauna, Allie, Dr. Voorhees, MD, Priscilla, Matt, Megan, Amelia, Brandy, Maxwell, Liza, Courtney, AJ, Spider Gwen, Rickety Cricket, Lisa, Rock Donkey. <laughs> Sorry, that just sounds like a like a hook in a song to me. Kristen, Irene, Naomi, Bex, Gage, Laura, Rich Homie Juan, Richie, Lauren, Daisy, Jackie, Elisa, Mushroom, Snail Fox, Jennifer, and Michelle. And all the patrons want you to know you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome horror virgin community. And whether you're a rock donkey or not, we'd like to invite you to hang out with all of us in the Facebook group and Discord servers where we legit hang out daily. You know what this movie, I think, was missing a lot of? Was boobs. boobs. There's weren't enough <laughs> boobs in this movie. Not enough boobs in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this movie opening weekend. Of course you did. I want to tell you, you guys missed the true experience. I saw all of those boobs in 3D. Oh, I have so many questions because I was like trying to spot which ones were 3D and which ones weren't. But I mean, most of them were at least a three double D. I was about to say, yeah, they were bigger than just 3Ds. <laughs> I think it's really interesting that you can't hang with VR porn, but you're super into 3D titties. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning into Horror Virgin and Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week, Mikey, no, this week, the listeners, it's not my fault, Mikey. This would have been a mm. Mikey movie. This would have been, you yeah. wanted to do this I one, did, and we didn't did do it because it wasn't movie. streaming anywhere. Right, but the listeners this week made us watch a softcore porn named I'm more mad that the listeners made me get a seven day subscription to Showtime. Same. I think I want to watch that Yellow Jacket show while me I Me too. It, it like, was on Hulu while I for a while it. and I missed it when it was on Hulu. So I'm going to probably watch it on Showtime too. Anyway, so this was clearly my first time seeing this movie. Had you guys seen it before? Yes. I, I had <laughs> not. I'd seen sections I'd seen sections of the next one, Double D. I really? had not seen okay. this one. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, Double D aired a commercial during the Super Bowl. Like What? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Double D was fucking wild. Well, then I have was... a really fun fact when we get to box office. Oh. Yes, I saw it uh, I saw it in theaters. Uh it, it was back in the day where Well, back in buddy, 2010, I'd imagine. I had just moved here to Nashville and my buddy was the movie theater manager at the Regal in Bellevue. Oh, so he got you like a private screening of it? <laughs> on Fridays, me and my buddies would go up there and watch the new movies. We'd have our own screening. Oh, that's honestly very cool. Like, I would love a friend like that if you're in Nashville and own a theater and want to like hook us up. I, I had a friend <laughs> like that in college as well because my roommate at one point was sleeping with a projectionist and so we mm. similarly did this and we buy a bunch of turtle beer and you know watch the shining and shit it was an experience i bet it was an experience in the theater i will tell you that much yeah. i wish i would have saw it with a bigger audience i think because it was it's an experience kind of like i had a friend who saw snakes on a plane 
mm-hmm. in a packed theater opening night. I did as well. Midnight. And people passed out rubber snakes and then had <laughs> copies of the script that wow. they then passed out. Because the script to Snakes on a Plane had leaked prior to the movie coming out. Okay. Because I don't know if you remember, Snakes on the Plane is essentially a meme movie. Yeah. Where people like joked about it online and then it happened. And so they handed out scripts so that everyone would know to say along with Samuel L. Jackson... I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes on, on this, this motherfucking, motherfucking plane. plane. Yeah. Plane. Which, by the way, we should do Snakes on a Plane. I fucking love that movie. <laughs> really? That movie is bad. It's terrible in the best way. I didn't think so. I was like, oh, that was not great. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. It's also classified as an American action film, not a That's horror film. That's probably fair. Which That's is fair. wild. I don't know how you can love <laughs> this and hate Snakes on a Plane. They are the same movie, but one is in water. Like, it is crazy. Uh, the amount of boobies. <laughs> <laughs> probably as many ankles get bit in Snakes on a Plane as in this movie. There's also a bunch of boobs in Snakes on a Plane, and a dude gets bit on the dick. Like, I don't know how you... It's the same <laughs> fucking movie. It is Paige, the same movie. It's You're not right. the same movie. Not in 3D. Yeah, P- Mikey is a purist. He likes his yeah. boobies in 3D. Mikey's very picky about his 3D tits. <laughs> Does Christopher Lloyd call that plane halfway through the film to tell them that those snakes' sex organs are young? They're not fully exactly. grown. I don't know why I put my hand up to my face like I was on a phone. <laughs> See, I knew. I I don't know if you guys knew this, but this is a. The, it's just one movie. The both movies are just one giant movie. Yeah, basically. Actually, we're, we're halfway through the epic of of Piranha Three and Three. 3D and 3DD. Are the same people in both movies? Yes. Yes. They, oh they pick up literally like, God. Two like seconds. seconds later. <laughs> oh my and, God. But one of my favorite things about this is everyone has forgotten that Paul Shear was on that other boat. I know. Like, what happened to Paul Shear? <laughs> he's just tall John <laughs> Shear disappearing at the end of this movie. <laughs> but he's in the second one for like 10 seconds or something and gets eaten like he's barely in it is what i remember they explained it away at the second one they retconned yeah, paul yeah. shear the ret- second one i think it's because nobody gave a shit paul shear was like i gotta go record my podcast that's making way more money than this movie does and uh <laughs> he, then they just killed him off really quickly because he, he was busy yeah something like that but i love paul shear seeing him in this movie i was like man i'm so glad paul shear's in this movie because i love him but like he is so terrible in this movie he's I don't mean, terrible like, in this movie i don't mean like his acting i mean like his character is oh his character's bad this movie is also just full of who can we get for cheap because they do improv yes is this movie and even more so in double d oh that does not at all surprise me so yeah as a horror okay page this movie's pretty terrible as a horror movie oh yeah but i love it though until we get to the spring break scene that was I mean, we we have to talk about A, because you've got Eli Roth DJing a wet t-shirt contest. It was Eli Roth. Okay. It is. It is Eli Roth. I was like, I recognize this dude. And I was like, is he the guy who played Spock in the new Star Trek? Zachary Quinto? (laughs) No. And Natalie was like. No, they don't look at all alike. <laughs> Eli Roth does kind of look like Zachary Quinto. I'm going to give you. that to you. Thank yeah, you know oh, they kind of do. You, they kind of do. Thank you. I could see that when hundreds of people start dying in the in the in the lagoon. I was at the theater. And I was like, this movie's so fucking dumb. It's just a bunch of boobies and yep. like the the mm-hmm. the CGI looks terrible. You know, I was in the movie like, nah, nah, nah. and then he just gets to the scene where they're like, this is the scene where we spend a lot of money. This is where we spend all, all the money. Yeah, 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 yeah all yeah. of them. This scene we call the budget 
<laughs> yeah, this scene is. First of all, I'll, I'll burn a fun fact. It's over a thousand boats in what? that scene to make that scene happen. I'm not super surprised because there's a shitload of boats and people, honestly. Yeah, and I was just like, wow. And it goes on for, I was like, this is what I wanted. This is exactly what I wanted. It is like 20 minutes long. It's crazy. And it's, you have no exaggeration, hundreds of extras, all with latex, like all made up to be missing limbs, have bites. And the makeup and special effects in this look amazing. Yeah, like some of the kills in this movie are, are like, so scary and good like that girl who the girl who gets scalped by oh, the, bo- the boat oh, oh my jake God. had to walk out of the room jake what he's like i can't watch this yeah so this mo- okay so for me like when i was watching this movie and it was basically like a softcore porn for the first 40 minutes i was like okay whatever this is not going to be at all scary or bad or whatever right, and then right. when shit starts to hit the propeller fan i was like <laughs> this is graphic and gross and like the body horror was fucking me up that one specifically was the worst for me the scalping yeah. oh. oh and then i knew i was dead inside when the officers were like carrying the guy and he split in half and i was like laughing i was like oh my god <laughs> i cackled super loud when they throw that hook to try and save that boat and it slices through that girl's midsection. Oh, just oh yes. her tits. <laughs> And she just like ghost ships into the water. Yeah. And then 3D one boob of her in the water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just. <laughs> I was like, uh, that's not the kind of nudity I wanted. I mean. It's not usable, Paige. Everything's usable. I mean, none of this is usable for me anyway. That is so. true. Yeah. But if yeah. you had just 3D glasses on. Oh, yeah. I mean. Yeah. The, my favorite part of that scene, we can talk about when we get there. There's like a kayaker in the back and he just. Starts paddling backward. He's like at the he's at the edge, and he's like, "Oh, I gotta get out of here." He's like, "Oh it's no, really... this is this is fucked." Yeah, uh, it's so funny. <laughs> I just lost my iPhone Seven. I gotta get out of here. Mm. <laughs> Mikey's noise that he just made was him remembering that the last time I went kayaking with him, he lost his iPhone Seven. Oh no! Yeah, the girl I was dating at the time who went with me. She's like, don't worry, it's just eight hundred dollars. Oh no! Yeah, let's just say she was rich as shit, and because Mikey did not handle it as well as she did. Oh my goodness! Mm. But I mean, I would freak out if I lost my cell phone. Yeah. Wow. Well, back then I was like, I made financially in a different situation back then where yeah, that stuff was that was a huge deal for me. Yeah. It would be a huge deal for me now, Mikey. Like, I don't think you did anything like that was out of. I would be in a bad mood, but I wouldn't be like, oh, fuck, man. Like, I can't leave the house for two weeks while I have to get this phone, you know? <laughs> yeah. I will say this. I was not super scared by the movie, but the Adam Scott kill right at the end scared me. They did him dirty. Yeah, it scared the shit out of me, but also it made me laugh because it was like death credits. <laughs> and I yeah, was like, death oh, cred- oh, that's hilarious. That's great. I love it. Yeah. The one thing I will say, going back a little bit to the beach scene, that is a literal bloodbath. We've watched a handful of Jaws movies. We watched Lake Placid. We watched Orca. Yeah. And there are all these horror movies. But when you think about like how many people actually die in those movies, it's not as many like as three. you would think. It's yeah. like three people. And this is like 300 dead people just immediately deceased. Just like boom. And I think to your point, like practical effects and like put some people put a massive effort into that scene. Yes. And I think it, it elevates the whole movie, which is pretty much trash but like the only reason it's rewatchable is because it's like nothing like that has come out probably before or since in like 20 years so like just that I mean, amount except of... for double d well, yes yeah yeah, because yeah. <laughs> you don't really see it coming you're like i bet because you don't expect a film to actually go all in on that you know what i mean 
But they absolutely do. Like they lean into what makes this movie, I think, worth watching, which is like the gore and like just the craziness of it. But like a lot of the CGI effects look pretty terrible. Uh, Richard Dreyfuss's head spinning in a toilet. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I feel like this movie in some ways is kind of like a Sharknado because they set out to make a goofy, horny, yeah. nonsense movie. Mm-hmm. The difference is I think they there's a ton of references to this uh, in this movie too. Jaws, Lake Placid, Orca, all of them. I think it's like. They wanted to pay homage to those movies. Yeah, while showing boobs. And made the <laughs> horniest version of that. And that's kind of what makes it funny and watchable. Because, like, but it walks that fine line. Because it does. It could very easily, and at some points it does, teeter into Sharknado territory. So, And those points are the points I don't like about it, you know? Yeah, well, do you know what would make Sharknado better? Tits. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tits Tato would be a better movie. I just watched the docuseries on HBO. I think it's called Rich and Shameless, but they have, it's like a seven part series about like rich people who uh, have either had bad shit Did done you watch to the them. one of the Girls Gone Wild guy? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, because I have a ton of fun facts about him because I was like, I forgot what he did and it's so much crazier than I even remember. Oh, no, it's bad. <laughs> and they cover it in his episode. Jerry O'Connell plays a really, he nails it. Yeah, Jerry O'Connell. Connell does an amazing impression of him. Oh, yeah. Also, when he's dying as a half torso and spits blood <laughs> and at that character's face so and he just says wet t-shirt. <laughs> but it's like he's like saying it as blood juicy as possible spraying <laughs> on that you dude's just, face. I don't think that actor was prepared for it to hit him in the face. He wasn't. No, he turns towards the camera because it hits his face and then he turns away because I think he started laughing. I, mean, I think I, so, yeah. I would have lost my shit because, I mean, it's fucking Jerry O'Connell, the fat kid from Stand By Me oh. who is now hunky as shit, just had his dick bit off and is <laughs> spitting off. blood in your face. I would oh, I would have and they didn't shit. even have the good good sense to finish that dick. They like burped it back out. It's like yeah. rude. Yeah, you never swallow the whole dick. <sighs> See in that theater, it is just like spinning in front of you where you could like swipe it with your hand, like his <laughs> bit off dick. Now, correct okay, Mikey, I gotta know, because I was wondering this as I was watching it. The scene where the girls are swimming under the glass bottom boat. Yeah. Was that 3D? Yeah. <laughs> It has to have I been. knew it. Yeah. I knew. I was like, this is definitely something like, that was floating above it, the it, audience. It looked, yes. It was like, it looked like a Disney <laughs> holographic. Like it's like above you. And you're like, oh, how pretty. <laughs> it's just like that scene in Dumbo when they're flying around. Except it was women naked making out underwater. Except it was women and not a mom elephant singing a sad song about her baby elephant. Um, <laughs> so here's the thing. I know this film is high-key, misogynist as fuck. Yes, yeah. Like, so much. But damn it, if it isn't super funny to me. Like, it's one of those things where it goes so far into being terrible that it comes back around to being funny. Like, old Bond movies. I was like, is it doing this on purpose? I don't know if it does it on purpose or not. I think it is. I think it is, too, because they lean super hard into it. Yeah. And Elizabeth Shue's character, she is kind of badass. A terrible mother. But Right. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, she saves them in the end, right? Uh, they didn't have to leave that boat at all. 
I mean, that boat did crash on a rock and I'll say was pretty stable on that rock. <laughs> yeah. Like it wasn't sinking fast. Like they had plenty of time. I, I don't know, man. Like for me, I think Elizabeth Shue was just a mom doing her job and she had a hero on the force that we have not yet talked about named Ving Rhames, who was literally my favorite part of this movie. Especially his death. Like his death. Get out of the beach. Get out of the beach. <laughs> I love how he just like pulls the gun, shoots a bunch and is like, Get off the fucking beach. <laughs> I've got a court issue really quick. Okay. So, uh, how you doing there, buddy? I was just going on a date last night and I got ghosted. Oh, you mean like she just stopped responding? It wasn't like yeah. you showed up somewhere and she didn't show no, up. No, no. Yeah, yeah, no. I watched the I watched this in, in dash cam with my with my buddy, Josh. Yeah. Sounds like a good night, man. It was cool. It seems like a night that you would want to invite your best friend and, you know, co-podcaster to, but... Um, Paul, F. Tom- Paul F. Tompkins? Uh, I didn't realize you did a show with Paul F. Tompkins. Very jealous. I love Paul F. Tompkins. So, sorry about that. Uh, I forget where we were. Yeah, Mikey was talking about how he watched this movie. Oh, I watched it with my buddy, Josh. He's a negotiator. He's like a police officer. He's a negotiator. Yeah. Or he was. And uh, when they pulled the guns to start shooting the fish... <laughs> He's like, he's going to kill that kid by shooting the kid in the head. It was really funny. It was maybe not an appropriate response to, to a killer fish. I thought it was hilarious because they are like shooting blanks, clearly blanks. And so they didn't have to show the bullets hitting the water like because they would have to do that with CGI. Yeah. They just had the fish jumping out and turning into mist. Like, yes. I thought it was so yes. funny. So like Ving Rhames, when he's like losing his shit on the beach with that shotgun, just like blowing fish away, he's like. In his mind, doing the calculus of, okay, it's going to jump out, so I need to shoot where the fish is going to be, and he knows right. like exactly where, and it's so funny to me. And then when he takes the propeller off the boat, and is like just killing all the piranhas as they like Loved chew it. him down, literally eat him to from nothing. bottom yeah. up, I was laughing yep. so hard during Love that scene. I Love the meat! <laughs> that Love man the is a hero. They need that statue he, of him at that lake. I love Ving Rhames in this movie. He is a hero. I was pretty sure that that scene was a callback to Dead Alive, which we have not watched uh, because it's almost n- never streaming. Yeah. Uh, also sometimes called Brain Dead, where uh, the main character straps a lawnmower to his chest, blades out, and walks through a crowd of zombies. That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> Oh, oh wow. we need to watch it's that. Fucking Dead Alive is it also includes a a priest who does karate that says I kick ass for the Lord. So like it's gr- I've it's never blood seen diner it. levels of gross. It is blood diner oh, levels of gross, but also crazy amazing. I I'm think we tried check- to do it before, but it wasn't streaming, right? We've tried to do it like every month. We have. It's it's not it's not streaming. It's there's a couple on YouTube, but it's not the full thing. And yeah, yeah, it's streaming in other countries because it's an Australian film originally, I believe. Ah, uh, okay. But do we want to get into this movie so we can talk about it scene by scene? Let's do it. Nice. So we open on a sign in the desert that says Mesolithic Arid Dig Site, and it looks abandoned. Uh, we do see a crazy looking lizard, and that doesn't come back in any capacity. But that lizard is wild looking. It is. It's very big. I liked it. I was like, that's a big ass lizard. Yep. Then we see kind of a Thank small you. lake in the middle of the desert. Gross. 
And what we'll find out later is this is kind of like a cove kind of linked to a bigger lake system. Yeah. And it's Lake Victoria, Arizona is where we are kind of. That's not important. We just, the movie yada, yada, yada is most of this stuff. Yada, we'll, yada, we'll yada, yada, yada. Well, not necessarily because we see Richard Dreyfus in a boat on this lake yeah. drinking <laughs> beers and he drops an open beer into the lake. And for a hot second, I was like, does the beer activate the piranhas? Like it does. What's happening? It's an earthquake beer. Yeah. It's an earthquake beer because essentially the beer hits the bottom of the the lake, which then causes the seismic reaction. Yes. Which releases the piranhas. So it was really heavy, like an IPA. Right. (laughs) I thought when he dropped the beer and it's spinning into the water, I thought that the piranhas were going to be like asleep on the lake floor and we're going to be like. I love beer. Budweiser. Just like, (laughs) I like beer. I want to taste the Rockies. What the? Exactly. But no, it's an earthquake and it opens like a cavern. When it opened the cavern, I was like, to the Amazon? Like, <laughs> like how deep does this cavern go? It goes all the way. What's happening? Yeah, it, it literally goes all the way. It goes as far as it needs to, Paige. I have a question, though. So uh-huh. when we first see Richard Dreyfus, the beers are in the lake water. And he pulls one out. Yeah, to keep yeah, them cool. To keep it, to keep it cold. So he, there's no way he's not drinking some lake water when he's drinking his beer. Yeah, which is gross. That is gross. That's how you get Giardia. Like, don't do that. Yeah. No, they keep them closed. And, and then when they take them out, they open them. Right. But there's no way lake water isn't all over that bottle. Yeah, no, yeah. that's definitely going to be on that bottle. Yeah, so don't do that. That's how you get, like, diseases. That's gross. That's also why I I stay away from lakes Typically, I don't like swimming in lakes. They gross me the fuck out. Are you kidding me? The piranhas alone. Like, why would you want to go to (laughs) a lake? Yeah, the piranhas alone, but also like the moss and stuff. Yeah, Mm. I'm out. But as Paige was saying, it does open up that (laughs) Neolithic age. Mesolith. I don't know why you're trying to guess which era it is as if this is in any way real. (laughs) That is fair. You're right. It opens up the ancient cavern where the the lake under the lake. Yeah, it is a lake under the lake. Yeah. Under that lake is a graveyard. And then under that (laughs) graveyard is a raisin cane's chicken. Where they have a special on uh, fish and chips because they got plenty of fish to go around. Yeah. And I did love that the fish or the piranhas, as we should call them, have been living for like two million years eating each other and nothing else. Yeah. Like that is wild to me. I'm going to be honest with you. Pretty sure it's impossible. (laughs) Oh, it's got to be right. I feel like that part. They could have just been like moss grew, grows in that lake that they can live off of. And I've been like, that's a more plausible explanation. But also, I wasn't looking for a plausible explanation from this movie. So that's fine. I was fine with it. I, I would have also accepted divers have been going missing in this lake for years and we've never been able to explain it. I mean, sure. But then why the fuck does 20,000 kids show up to like missing diver lake or whatever? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I just didn't need a good explanation. But what I did need was Richard Dreyfuss's terribly CGI'd head spinning in a circle looking like he's going down the toilet drain again. That was very funny. I did love that he was like trying to start his boat as it like starts the whirlpool effect of it like, right. you know, taking all the water down with it when that cavern opens and he falls out of his boat and I was uh, I was watching this with Natalie and I I said, "Oh, I guess he became Richard Wetfuss." And she, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she yes. was like, "You need to stay out of Mikey's lane." That's what she <laughs> and I was like, all right, that's fair. That is fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's so sad because that's like my favorite joke you've ever made. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm like, honestly, wow, I didn't though, think of that. So, honestly, I love it. Game respect game, bro. You're game welcome. Game respect game. The thing that made me really sad in this scene is that he gets pulled out of the boat. But then as he gets pulled out, he like jerks the fish back into the boat. Yes. So that fish that he caught still dies. And I was like, that poor fish. And the boat survived. So if he had yeah, just stayed the in the boat, not started it, just like laid in the bottom of it, he would have been completely fine. Yeah. And he would have had fish. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Are piranha good eating? I don't know. I've never. Uh, depends how hungry you are, I bet. I feel like <laughs> I'm picturing a movie scene where people have piranha on like a spear and they're cooking it. But I think that might be jungle to jungle with Tim Allen. So I don't think we can rely on that for any source of truth oh, yeah. around whether or not you can eat piranhas. Oh, yes. That cultural icon. Jungle, jungle, jungle to jungle. jungle. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, we cut to from like his half eaten hand floating in the water. We cut to spring break at Lake Victoria. Yeah. And we get like a montage of kind of everything around town. We're hearing on the radio where they're like an earthquake at the center of the lake, but we're welcoming spring break, whatever. Oh, it says, it says, if you see any of the scientists out there, hand them a beer. That's yeah. what, yeah. <laughs> uh, but also we this is where we find out because uh, we pass Lake Victoria High School, home of the sand rats. Yes. And we learn that the sand rats are their mascot, which is crazy. That's not crazy. Yeah, it is. What's a sand rat? Someone who lives at the beach. I mean, I guess. Do you know what my mascot in high school was? What was your mascot in high school, Mikey? The Comets. That's not bad. Mine was the Bobcats. Mine's the Eagles. I was a comet, like a thing that just <laughs> enters the atmosphere and gets destroyed. But murders tons of people or is in the classic film Armageddon. Yeah. Yes, but when Mercury was in retrograde, we never won any game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when Mercury's in Gatorade, it's very dangerous. And yeah. then you just have to be like, goddamn drillers on that goddamn comet stopping <laughs> us from winning games. I mean, honestly, though, you did take out Massimo's father. So, I mean. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Uh, unless people listen to that 365 episode, they're never going to know. Mikey, I feel like when I started on Horror Virgin, either that or RTP, we talked about Armageddon and your theories about how they should have taught astronauts to drill instead of yeah. teaching yes. drill, drillers how Absolutely. to be astronauts. And I had never thought about it until that moment. And I just realized that we have not had a chance to do that movie on either show. <laughs> because they are essentially saying that drilling is more difficult than being, being an astronaut. An astronaut. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I realized that as a child and I was just like in there, like, why would anyone do this? Like what? <laughs> I yeah I literally it took me until I was like that day years old <laughs> when you brought it up and I was like oh shit he's right huh. <laughs> <laughs> like, huh. yeah, it was the early 2000s right so it worked it was the early 2000s yeah. Liv Tyler was in a cool t-shirt dress Ben Affleck looked good still some hot Ben Affleck takes I hey I thought he was very cute in Armageddon I think he peaked at mall rats but we can move on I mean that's fair <laughs> pretty much anytime he's not trying to juggle multiple Dunkin Donuts drinks he looks pretty good yeah uh, so we end this montage with uh, Elizabeth Shue giving some beachgoers a ticket for essentially drunk driving because they've crashed into something 
but they're parked and they're not in the car. It was at this moment that I realized that they based the movie Piranha 3D on the hit from Justin to Kelly. Oh my <sighs> lord! There's so much in yes. this movie that is also in from Justin Ke- to yeah. Kelly, but because that guy who gets the ticket is like hitting on Elizabeth Shue, which I get. Yes. Elizabeth Shue is gorgeous. Yes. Like I get it, but that is gorgeous. also in from Justin to Kelly, and there's so many other things that are. He gets arrested. Yeah, he does get arrested because he makes a pass at her, and then she threatens to tase all his friends. Is like, you guys will be pissing lightning till next week. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, bitch, get him, shoe, get him, get him, shoe. But my <laughs> my favorite is for as much as from Justin to Kelly gets Spring Break wrong and like isn't showing what Spring Break actually looks like. This movie aggressively is, yeah, like. This movie is the most spring break movie I think we've ever seen on screen. Well, that's because from Justin to Kelly was trying to tell you that spring break was really sort of PG-ish. And this is like super hard R. So this is more realistic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we cut to, oh, God, what's the main character's name? Does it matter? No. The kid, (laughs) is it Jake? I keep calling him Sandrat, and I don't think that's his name. I think his name might be be Jake. Yeah, it is Jake. It's Jake. Okay. This movie seemingly throws characters around that I was unprepared for, like, all the time. I'm like... All the time. Uh, But so Jake runs into his friend Kelly. Now, I was slightly confused about their relationship, and also the movie tells us nothing. Yeah. I was very confused by their relationship. Uh, Okay. Headcanon, he's into her. Hasn't told her yet. Sure. That is the only thing that is clear. The thing that is very unclear is how they know each other. They go to high school together. His mom. They don't go to high school together. They don't go to high school together. That's the thing. Because he says in this scene, I wasn't sure you were coming back for spring break, which would imply that she's in college. That she's like a year ahead of him. Yes, and also that they met last spring break and she like lives maybe a few hours away but comes there for spring break every year. I hope not because if they hooked up last spring break, he was 16. Well, my no, my headcanon was, and I guess, Todd, that also makes sense, that she would be there for spring break but just goes to a different high school and they're the same age. Yeah. That makes more sense to me. No, because the mom knows who she is. That's what that's what threw me off later. I mean, she must have met her last spring break, I guess. I mean, she was banging. I don't know. I, I don't think they were sleeping together a year ago or whatever. No, but I think they hung out. Yeah, same. My headcanon was she had been a year ahead of him in school. She went to college and came back for spring break. That's what I think. That makes the most sense of how everybody Except treats her. That it, but she's 17. She, because I mean, she's 17, yeah. yes. like She skipped her grade. She's really smart. It, but that, I mean, it establishes later in the movie that she is also underage, like yeah. he is at 17. Now, is it possible that she could be in the spring of her freshman year of college and be 17? Maybe, but super unlikely. She would have had to have been crazy young for that to happen. But if he only knew her from last spring break, then I don't understand their like connection. Like, I don't understand it being that strong of a bond. Like, unless they were like pen pals the whole time, but then wouldn't he have known that she was coming? No. Only one thing describes that strong of a bond. She took his V card. She's actually 22 years old. Oh, no. We, I don't think that that is what we see in the movie because they have not kissed ever until like yeah, the very end. Yeah, they had their first kiss. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. Everybody hooks up on spring break and doesn't kiss them. Wait. What? What are you, pretty woman? Like, wh- why not? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> Kelly throws up a lot. 
She does. I mean, she does. Yeah, she I does. hated that so much too because I can't handle vomit. I can't. You should have seen it come at you in three D. I was gonna say, oh. was that three D? <laughs> so gross. I hated it. That was really, really gross to me as well. Yeah, I hated this 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 time period in cinema post Avatar. Oh, because of the three D. Uh-huh. Yeah, I I honestly don't get three D. Well, the one time I saw it and I thought it was worth it, but it definitely gave me a headache was when I saw Captain America, the first Avenger in 3D. And I don't know if you've ever seen Chris Evans pop shirtless out of a pod towards you, but I have, and it's fucking worth it. (laughs) (laughs) It was also at the Cinerama Dome, so it was that like concave screen, but then also 3D. You went to see it at like more or less a planetarium page. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did. No regrets. (laughs) Those tickets were like $27. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I had a massive headache after. It was painful. I'm sure, yeah. 3D doesn't give me a headache. I just think it's sort of a waste of money. I've never seen a 3D effect and been like, oh, that's cool. I've always been like, oh, I guess that's there. Yeah, I mean, I think this sounds terrible. I think this kind of a movie is where it works best, where things are coming at you like a scare. Yeah. Otherwise, I feel like sometimes you would see 3D movies where they're like such and such in 3D, and it was just like the depth. Like, I think I saw Inception in 3D, maybe. Maybe it's been so long. I remember seeing something where I was like, nothing came out at you. Everything just looked really deep. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, that's cool, I guess. Anyway, no one. We don't understand Kelly. And they have so few scenes together in this movie because all of the screen time is spent murdering teenagers. Yes. Yeah. I thought Adam Scott and his mom had way more chemistry than he and Kelly did. Like I was way more invested in the two of them than him and Kelly. Well, I also do think Elizabeth Shue and Adam Scott are just way better actors because, you know, they've been doing it for longer. And honestly, like they're just really good. Like, yeah, Yeah. fucking love both of them so much. Bro, I still have a thing for Elizabeth Shue. Same, just, man. She's and like since Adventures and Babysitting, I'm just like, yeah. Fine. And even mm-hmm. like today, because this movie was like 12 years ago. Like she's still gorgeous today. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. She's always gonna be beautiful in my mind. Very. Anywho, so Kelly has some sort of boyfriend that supposedly has backstage passes to things, but that boyfriend also knows Jake, which to me is like. They had to have gone to the same high school, right? I wonder, like, yes. I wonder if they just all go to the same church or something, and that's how they know each other. I mean, maybe, but then wouldn't you have seen... Uh, anyway. It's th- fine. It doesn't make sense. Nobody yeah, takes... Yeah. Nobody took the time. No, I really want to take a deep dive on this. Especially since, like, I took a sip of my drink, and then the scene was over, and I was like, okay, so this is like a high schooler. <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, Mikey, that is how you should watch this movie, because Paige and I, I think, watched it a little bit closer, and we had so many questions. And and you had yeah. no Y'all, questions. Yeah. You got to enjoy your movies. You just got to, like, sip your drink and be like, that's a high schooler. That's his, like, other high school person he likes or whatever. I will say some movies you really need to, like, analyze and, like, think about. I, I do think that this is the kind of movie that really benefits from a Mikey kind of watch where you just sort of underthink everything. Yeah, it's a Monet. You know, where <laughs> it's beautiful from far away. Yeah. All right, this is, I don't, I don't, I'm going to dole something out to y'all, y'all. Oh, Mikey's going to drop some of his infinite wisdom. If mm. you want to live a good and happy life, underthink everything. Yeah. I don't think that's true. Well, you know who's not happy? You. You. Well, I, I can't, I overthink everything. <laughs> I'm trying to prevent this. Look Overthinker, at me. Overthinker, underthink thyself. 
There you go. I'm the one who told you on the group chat I wanted to take a pill that was reverse flowers for Algernon. Yeah, Algernon. And it's not a good idea. It's also Algernon, but whatever. Like- <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. The pill Mikey's talking about, it's the, the Kirkland Select version. <laughs> so it is Algernon. Yeah, it is Algernon. Algernon. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's actually just meth. <laughs> With the power to disassemble toasters in a single sitting. Uh, but yeah, it's a Monet. Beautiful from far away, messy up close. Yeah. So uh, everyone compliments his shirt, but then her boyfriend throws a Slurpee at it, which um, was like the first 3D thing of the movie, I'm guessing. Or no, I guess... <laughs> Probably the the piranhas earlier, but this is yeah. a, definitely a 3D thing. I hate when they make like high school bullies and shit like that, and they name them Todd. I hate that so much. I Why? mean, I've never met a good Todd. <laughs> I mean, until I, I get it. Yeah, like until me. That, like that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I've never met a good Todd. <laughs> you should have been like, I said what I said. <laughs> I said what I said, bitch. <laughs> I said it and I meant it. I know, I know, I know. A real Todd couldn't finish that about half that Slurpee. It, that's why he threw it. Because <laughs> if it was me, I'd be like, No, I'm. I like this. I bought this Slurpee because I wanted a Slurpee. <laughs> you wear one T-shirt, fucking loser. <laughs> yeah, if he had layered up correctly, he'd have been fine. Right. It was only summer in Arizona. Why is he not wearing like at least a hoodie? Why is he wearing a full layer of skin? Like, <laughs> holy shit. It gets hot as fuck in Arizona. Yeah, like 110, 120 is very common there. On the lake with no shade. Fuck all of this. This is this sounds like the worst spring break ever. Yeah. Also, I like that we've done three different summer movies that all occurred at spring break. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we did our best. You know, some themes don't work out. <laughs> Uh, Todd, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but I think you have some real big uh, BBE, some big bully energy. <laughs> you think I was a bully, Mikey? No, I definitely don't think so, just because okay. I know like your activities and friends and what you consider to date in high school. And so I know that you didn't <laughs> bully other people. <laughs> I mean, all of that is fair. Like, it's hurtful, but it's true. So, like, I can't argue it. Where would you have found the time between drumline and theater practice? I actually, I couldn't do theater because I was busy, like, other doing other band-related activities. Yeah. Well, and working sort of, like, full-time in high school. You know, sticking a, sticking a flute up a lady it takes time. Yeah, that didn't happen at my band camps. When I saw American Pie, I was like, well, this never happened at my band camp. <laughs> I, I do want to highlight that that you and I, two full grown adults in in long term relationships with people hotter than both of us, Fair. Uh, spent a few minutes in our group chat last night geeking out over the fact that a video game we played lets you fly and ride a flying robot. <laughs> I hate that you brought this up, but because when that happened in Her- Forbidden West and Horizon Zero Dawn, I like lost my mind. Oh, same. I talked I about it just... for like two days and Natalie was like, okay, I get it. You can fly. I was sitting in the living room. <laughs> or whatever. That's great. Jake watched me do it. Yeah. And I was, because it was like, it has you like override the machine and then you get on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I like got on it and started flying and I was just like, ah! <laughs> yeah. And, and Jake was like, what the fuck is happening? I, was I know, like, I know. Yeah. I'm flying. Flying. <laughs> he was like, what? What is happening? Natalie actually watched me play most of that game because she really liked the story of it. Because the story oh, the story's is, is amazing. really good. Yeah. So and the, good. when I lost my mind, she was like, are you okay? Like, what, are you, what is <laughs> happening right now? <laughs> so funny. My, my new house is like a transformer where I've hidden my geeky hobbies so deeply inside the house. Where like 
if you walk in, they're like, oh, wow, really well-adjusted adult comes in. And then, like, I hit a button. It's like the Xbox flies out of the ceiling, and then here comes, like, action figures and stuff. <laughs> and, and all my Legos, like, just, you like, come out the You go through the medicine floor. cabinet, and there's a bone bat flapping through. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have, you, have you talked about your uh, catter puppy on, on the actual podcast oh, yet? I don't know not, like, a bonus episode? Wait, you have a catter puppy? Yeah, yes. you didn't know about that? Okay, so Gabe Lapierre, who's who's one of our listeners, I met him at Monster Palooza, but he makes, like like models and he does uh like mogwai hand keychains like a lucky rabbit's foot Aww. but it's a, a little mogwai hand let me get it real quick yeah i want to see it uh i have that i i got from him and if my sister hears this too bad it's spoiled but he makes christmas ornaments and one of the ones he makes uh is based on better off dead which we have not been able to do on rtp because it's, it's not, not ever streaming, fucking streaming. Yeah, it's great it's a great fucking movie yeah so but there's in better off dead there's a scene where Beth has a bunch of hangers in her closet and they all have her face on them. And he made those hangers as ornaments. But yeah, the caterpillar. <laughs> Look at Todd's face. Oh my god. I'm so fucking jealous right Isn't now. Isn't that, that wild? Oh my god, that's it's so good. He's the guy who made the thing prints that we got where he I made the like it's like Rankin Bass Christmas. Well, yes. I have a full set, so hang on to those because I have a full set of my own. I am I legit am gonna frame them and put them up in my nerd cave upstairs because it's it's um they're amazing. But man, I want one of those catter puppies. Kate, Gabe, DM me your price and I will yeah. send you the money. Like I, that I, is amazing. I thought about it yesterday and I because I I have to DM him to get. He also makes coasters that look like the blood petri dishes from oh, the thing with the so name labels. Yes. And I'm like, I need a full set of those coasters, my dude. <sighs> That's amazing. He's really nice. He's also really, really nice. It, it, I yeah. love it. it. It's been displayed in my living. It's on my entry table. Yeah. <laughs> no one notices. Or if they do, they just like don't bring it up. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, have you seen the movie House 2? The best of the house series? And they're like, okay, guy. Okay, all right. She's like, this date is over. <laughs> is there a cowboy skeleton in it? Yes. In fact, okay, there I'm is. In. Yes. Anyway. All this to say, you can fly in Horizon Forbidden West. I know, Just right? Like, it's crazy. Fucking what? I can't wait for the third one. I know. Anyway, this movie. Sorry. Yeah. Another series in which I cannot wait for the third one. I don't... Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sorry. My brain is like, well, this is three, three D, but then three double D. I don't think they're doing a triple D, are they? Oh, If they do, it better be Guy not. Fieri. <laughs> triple D, Diner's Drivers at Times. He calls it Triple D. Oh, does he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The only thing I know about Guy Fieri is that he has a chicken restaurant in town called Chicken Guy. Yeah, give me some fucking chicken. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what what episode was that? <laughs> that was that was Poltergeist, too. God, no, it was Ganjian Haunted Asylum. Yeah, Ganjian Haunted Just Asylum. Just a little bit of Chicken Guy. <laughs> anyway, so we cut to a little girl sitting waiting for her brother to pick her up from music practice. We know her brother is Jake. This tiny child is playing a full-ass trombone, and that made me laugh. Because a trombone, you have to, like, extend your arm to, like, there are five <laughs> she, positions. There's no way on the she could yeah. do it. She could not hit position four or five at all. Like, there's no way you could do that. Wow, my band nerdiness just came yeah. out. Sorry. Definitely don't think you were a bully in high school. <laughs> no, I, I thought about that, too, though, where I was like, does she have lungs big enough to play this? Because of the smoking? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, of the smoking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do love how much they cuss in front of children and have children say inappropriate things in this movie. Because when Jake shows up to pick her up or whatever, he's like, or on his way to pick her up, she's talking to that girl that we see later yeah. uh, on the boat. And she goes, my brother's going to love your boobies. Well, yeah, because she's like nice horn. And she says, and it should have been nice honkers. Yes. And I can't believe they didn't do. They should have had to do punch up on the script page. Horn honkers. You should have. Come on. Know. It makes sense, Paige. I'm so sorry. 
Yeah. That's all right. Uh, nice boobs. And then she says, like, I have a training bra, but it itches. And she's like, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Well, I mean, hey, you guys probably never had to wear bras. So, like, you don't know the struggle. I don't. But uh, she reveals that she's waiting for her brother. And she says, he's 17. I'm sure he'll like your boobs, too. Yeah. And then I did love that the girl goes, they all do. <laughs> <laughs> and I know she has a name. I don't remember it. I don't think it ever comes up really necessarily in the movie. It's so terrible. I feel like I'm way better with names usually. Not this time. No, I mean, they, they don't really focus on the names in this movie. No. In fact, this movie reminds me of a t-shirt I saw yesterday. Was it a wet t-shirt? No, it was a lady, a topless lady that had eyes for nipples and it just says my eyes are down here oh wow that's amazing but it hits like right <laughs> where your boobs would did you guys notice that every woman that gets naked in this movie dies in this movie yes i did notice yeah. that but also a lot of women who don't get naked well that's also true also die yeah. in this movie that is true yeah and a lot of guy. <laughs> every guy who did a cannonball he's dead yeah yeah yeah. yeah. but it did introduce me to my new favorite artist dj chocolate thunder Chocolate Thunder? That was Did the you not hear that name. part? Yeah. No, I was writing down the other crazy shit he said. I didn't realize his name was Chocolate Thunder. And you mean Eli Roth, right? No. No. Who is DJ Chocolate Thunder? The DJ at the wet t-shirt contest. Eli Roth yeah, was like Eli the Roth. MC. No, he D- was the host. Yeah, he yeah. was the host like MC. There was an actual oh. DJ spinning records. After they go back to party, he yells at him, hit it again, DJ Chocolate Thunder. And I was like- You're right. No, you're right. Yeah. I thought he was like- for some reason in my brain, because they're cutting back and forth to it, I thought he was also teaching it. And I was like, what is happening? But no, MC makes a lot more sense. There's just so much silliness here that it's hard to keep track. Yeah, there is. And I will say, yes, you are right. Everyone, every woman who goes topless or gets naked gets killed. But also Eli Roth calls one of them a whore and then is immediately decapitated between two boats. Oh, my God, dude. His death was pretty gross. And I was here for it. His head splats like a balloon full of fake blood. That's probably (laughs) what it was, Paige. Probably. Yeah. I do love when people are like, yes, I want to be in your movie. Yes, kill me in the grossest way possible. Oh, I mean, but Paige, if we ever grew this podcast where it was like big enough that we got offers like that, like I would absolutely let myself oh. be in a movie to just get killed so gruesomely. It would be so much let fun. Let me be Propeller Girl. I Like for sure. It would be Let's so much it. fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, as he comes to pick up his sister, who shows up but... Derek, the director of Wild Wild Girls, who is essentially supposed to be Joe Francis of Girls Gone Wild, yeah. 100%. Uh, but it's played by Jerry O'Connell. And he's like, come on, like we need body paint, condoms, like we got to go. And he basically gets introduced to Jake, which this really rubbed me the wrong way. We know that Jake is underage and they definitely are like taking advantage of it a bit. Oh, I mean, having him do this job has to be illegal, right? Super illegal. It is super illegal. Yeah. Um, but also the fact that she kind of volunteers him for it made me feel pretty gross. Yeah. Uh, because she knows he's underage. And she had like a flirty vibe with him. Oh, yeah. Later, she's like rubbing up on him. The implication, I think, was that he would get to participate if he had like found them the locations and stuff that they needed. Which is super gross. It'd be gross if the roles were flipped. It's gross now. It's gross across the board. It is. I know who would not have been invited on that boat when they were in high school. You? Todd, you loser. (laughs) (laughs) Again, very hurtful. 
but you are absolutely right. Why are you wearing four life vests? <laughs> Todd's character in this movie would have the sunscreen solid over his nose, the white, the white on there, the zinc. You could just say I'd be the Paul Shear character. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that is not necessarily untrue. Yeah. Anyway, they offer him a job as a location scout uh, and try to talk him into it. But he's supposed to be babysitting his brother and sister the next day. Right. Because his mom's the sheriff and is busy with the 20,000 kids that just descended on the town and are destroying it now. Right. And he's like, I'll figure it out. Now, granted, these kids, I don't know how old these kids are, but they looked about the age that I was when I started being left home alone. Yeah, it does seem like they're definitely on that line. I got the impression that like the boy was older and he was like 11 or 12 and she was like 10 see i thought it was flipped i thought she was slightly older he was slightly younger but that could just that might be true that could have just been height sure Uh anyway we cut to his house later when he's on the wild wild girls website and his mom walks in without knocking and he has to quickly like (laughs) close the screen yeah and she confirms that he's going to babysit the next day. She's like, I heard you might be doing something else. And he's like, no, I'll take care of it. And she basically is like, look, I, I get it. I know this is a bummer. Next year, I'll try to find a better solution. Uh, and then leaves. And then he goes back to the website and she enters without knocking again. And he's like, Ma! <laughs> trying to jerk it. It definitely is like your mom walking in on you while you're watching porn. But like the computer is like aggressively facing the door. Like, yeah, if I was going to like set up my room so I could have a monicum of privacy while I'm jerking it to porn, my monitor would not be facing the door. Also, it's a bunch of pop ups that are just boobs facing directly front, which I thought was really funny. Yeah. And like just awkward moaning. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> porn dolphin. Yeah. So crazy. Yeah. So she gets a call from Ving Rames that's like, hey, uh, there's some heavy seismic activity between the or between beneath the lake. I told the scientists you'd escort them out there the next day. And she's like, but I've got like a million and a half teens boobs akimbo that are drunk driving through the town i have to take care of that uh they then have to go out and try to find the body of the guy of richard dreyfus basically the guy who disappeared on the lake uh so they go out and they're kind of talking through it and she's like fine i'll take them out she reaches for his boat because they find his boat kind of next to an old decrepit dock uh but it's just barely too far for her to grab it she falls in he pulls her back out of the water they grab the boat but as she's coming out of the water the body is like on her shoulder like she literally fell against his picked over corpse from the piranhas (laughs) yeah which i think they do it for gore effect in this movie uh so that you get like bloody stringy corpses but i'm pretty sure piranhas would pick your bones clean i honestly don't know i mean you probably are right but but these are ancient piranhas so they might not go all the way I'm I'm looking it up right now. Uh-huh. I figured everybody would look like chicken wings after I get done with them. So, according to my momentary online research, <laughs> in order to strip bodies to the bone, you need a feeding frenzy, which is what we have in this movie, for sure. Yeah. But that's not continuous, and it's not, they don't eat every day when that happens necessarily, if they eat that much, if they catch that much. So, like, it can happen but you need a lot of piranhas to do it. And then they probably aren't going to do it again for another day or two. That said, these are prehistoric magic piranhas. So who the fuck knows? Yeah, these uh, piranhas will eat the shit out of everything. Right. So 
the one part that was really gross to me is when the lake bug like crawls out of this corpse's eye. Yeah, <laughs> that was really. Ugh. It reminded me so much of uh, the first Poltergeist because it is like the skeleton coming up on her back when they're in yes. like the. Uh, when she falls into the pool that they're building or whatever, like yep. it, it, it is almost shot for shot the exact same thing. Yeah. You only move the stones. Yeah, uh, exactly. That, but also Emotep in The Mummy. Yeah. Just kind of that like half decomp, which they pull the body onto land and they're like, okay, this body looks like it's been dead for weeks or it's been burned by acid or something. We need an autopsy to find out what, what the fuck happened because we know he only disappeared yesterday. Yeah. And she's like, um, I don't know if you know, but it's spring fucking break. So like, are we going to close the whole lake? Which is, of course, a reference to Jaws. Yeah. And she's like, uh, it's there's a huge financial like the town needs this basically which is also in jaws <laughs> also in jaws yeah meanwhile we cut to the next day where a cliff diver jumps off into the lake and immediately gets piranha yeah <laughs> he, he hits the water and is being eaten within the same and seconds blood mist like his, yeah. his feet hit the water and they just start eating as he comes down into the water it's like he jumped into a fucking blender like it's so or like, he, like a yeah, wood chipper yeah, yeah. just like rah, rah, rah. <laughs> He Fargoed himself. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> How far he go yeah. down that cliff. Yeah. yeah. So we also cut to the two kids, the brother and sister sitting on the dock. And this is where he's like, I will pay you 60 bucks or 40 bucks, I guess, what he's being paid. They they talk him up to 60. Yeah. They talk him up to 60. He's like, I'll pay you 60 bucks to stay inside and not pick up the phone or answer the door or leave the house. So we cut to spring break. There's boats on the lake. Ving Rhames is making people pick up trash in the water, which is very fun. <laughs> like, just the drunk people like, come on! And he's got one of those, like, plastic yard glasses. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. <laughs> I love Ving Rhames in this movie. He's so great. So good. Yeah. Um, I also love that there's, like, a Westboro Baptist boat. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it so much. It's so great. Just in the back, just like, Jesus hates tits like <laughs> not my jesus hashtag not my jesus he doesn't he made them anyway so uh they load up the scientist which is adam scott and two divers and one of the divers is like after the dive we're gonna hang out with the arizona state cheerleader yeah, he's like holding their pom-poms <laughs> yeah he's got their pom-poms um but so they make their way out to where they found or where the seismic activity happened which is pretty close to where they found the dead body yeah we cut to jake who arrives at spring break to see the boat that Derek and the girls and tall John Shear are on. <laughs> well, and he runs into Kelly is her name, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Because, uh, and I don't remember any of the songs from, from Justin to Kelly or else I would sing them, but it's because that like, she doesn't have the right cell phone number. Her friend gave him a different number. <laughs> She's wearing a skirt made of ties. <laughs> it's like a thing. She, this movie is a lot like from Justin to Kelly. I mean, it is largely just from Jake to Kelly. From Jake to Kelly, yeah. yeah. I hate I hate it. I hate all of this. Let's not talk yeah. about that movie ever again. It's... That's the way, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh -huh, I like it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That movie is terrible. Love the episode we did for Romance in the Pot on it, but it's a terrible movie. Terrible movie. Yeah. So, he runs into Kelly, and as he's trying to talk to Kelly, Derek jumps up and is like, Sand Rat, where the hell have you been? We gotta go. And he immediately spots Kelly and is like, oh, you should come with us, because he's a creep. 
He's a weirdo. Well, much like the actual host and producer of Girls Gone Wild, he does want to feature underage girls in his videos. Yeah, targets underage girls specifically. I mean, Jerry O'Connell really does a good job of channeling that kind of energy into this role. It is one of the best impressions of anybody I've ever seen. Oh, (laughs) When he's ranting with cocaine on his nose, I was laughing my (laughs) ass off. So funny, yeah. So I guess blow some fun facts on Joe Francis early. Uh, Joe Francis has been in and out of jail for the last 20 years. Yeah. Basically. For a number of things, uh, first and foremost, uh, they ended up, so he was charged because he had underage girls in his videos, and they charge him with uh, child endangerment, essentially child abuse. Yeah. That's what he pleads to, as opposed, I think he pled out, and he does serve time, but then he, I guess, because he like goes to jail and then gets out of jail, and he's back at it. And he's keeping like two sets of books. So they charge him for racketeering, which, by the way, super hard to prove. Like you don't get charged with racketeering unless you're doing some bad shit. And it usually means that you're getting money through illegal means and then spending it on illegal shit. Yeah. So like all kinds of stuff, including having contraband and trafficking drugs, drugs through prison. Basically, I love that you said jugs. That makes me laugh just because of who it is. He's also trafficking jugs. Yeah. Then a few years later, he's out of prison and he falsely imprisons three women in his home. And then try one of them gets badly injured. And one of them, then he has to try and talk the others into not like testifying against him. And they're just like, no, (laughs) we're definitely testifying against you. So then he was sentenced again um and again it's child abuse and prostitution charges in part because one of them was underage oh my god but then he was charged with tax evasion yeah (laughs) like after that but then on top of that in the midst of all of this some he had some dealings with the mafia we don't know fully what but the mafia sends a guy to his house (laughs) to break in and basically put him on camera disrobing i can only assume that he ended up with some mafia guy's daughter on one of his like girls gone wild it has to be something like that yeah it has to be something like that but so he they videotape him stripping and then blackmail him to have it not go viral um but then he still ends up declaring bankruptcy so he can't pay them so people have seen the video yeah and so in 2015 he fled to Mexico uh, and Mexico. We have not been able to extradite him to serve more time. Yeah. Um, but then, yes, he is featured on Rich and Shameless on an episode called Girls Gone Wild Exposed. Yeah. He's living on the lamb, living on the lamb in Mexico. Living on the lamb in Mexico. <laughs> but pretty much, it is exactly Jerry O'Connell from this movie. Yes. Yeah. Kelly is like, oh, you're with these people on the boat? And they're like, you should come on the boat. And she's like, yeah, why not? And Ditch is the guy that she's been with this whole time. Todd, which is like totally he checks out. Well, and he claimed to have backstage passes, but then like didn't. Yeah, you called Todd her boyfriend before. I don't think he was her boyfriend. I think he wanted to be, but he just like lied to her to get her to go to spring break with him about these backstage passes. And then because of that, she like blows him off and is like, I'm out of here. Yeah, whatever. All we know 
she gets on the boat and we know that they have to be back at 4 p.m. for the wet t-shirt contest. Yeah. So meanwhile, we cut to his brother and sister who were fishing on the dock. But then the brother is untying the canoe to go to Sand Island, which is kind of just across the waterway from them. Um, and his sister is like, hey, he told us to stay in the house. We should not go anywhere. And like the little boy is like, uh, I told him I was going to fish and there are no fish here because the piranhas are probably eating all of the fucking fish. And right. so he's like, I'm going to go to the Sand Island. It's not that far and fish there. Yeah, and she gets in the boat because she doesn't want to be left behind. And he's like, just be a girl and sunbathe. And she says, when I'm a rock star, you can't be one of my groupies. And he says, you play the trombone. <laughs> like, who would ever, you're not a rock star with a trombone. But it's just because he didn't know that Lizzo was coming to us with her flute. Um, <laughs> Judas Priest <laughs> featured a lead singer who played the flute on a lot of songs, too. I mean, there are many a ska band with a trombone, but it was already out of fashion at this time. It honestly was only in fashion for like 45 minutes. But what a glorious 45 I mean, minutes. I liked ska bands. I'm not, no, no shame oh, in that game. Mikey, Mikey, that is definitely the impression that I get. <laughs> honestly it's not <laughs> but reference. i'm happy to hear yeah. it <laughs> yeah yeah i got it nailed it so the boat sets off we cut back to kelly and Derek, and Derek is hitting on kelly oh yeah like he's definitely he's trying to like get her drunk so she will perform which is definitely what joe francis used to do to people oh yeah it is yeah he would have them sign waivers while they were like blackout drunk. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Or not even sign a waiver at all. Like, there's so many things. Yeah. yeah. There are actually some really interesting TikToks from people who were like, yeah, I have no memory. Uh, like, I'm pretty yeah. sure I was drugged. They interviewed like, yeah. some of those girls on that uh, documentary or docuseries. Oh, I believe like, it. Like, it's really, it's it. a really good, but it's it's obviously really dark and about sexual assault. So if you can't handle that, don't watch it. But like, it is a really good sort of like, oh my God, this is a monster who was doing yeah. terrible shit and made literally millions and millions of dollars doing it. Yeah. Well, and there have been, even at the time there was like a tell all article where girls had come out and been like, yeah, this is what happened. And a reporter went and kind of watched it happen. And yeah. Anyway. So he's trying to like chat her up. The other girls kind of like rubbing up on Jake and He's underage, like yeah, he's 17, underage, 17. Uh, they drop anchor. The girls, the, the two bikini girls, copper bikini and blue bikini jump in the water and they quickly come out of those bikinis. Yeah, those bikinis come off and it's just like 3D ladies swimming through the glass bottom boat. And it's I'm, I'm sh it goes on for like 10 minutes that you're it's just watching so these naked women swim long. Yeah. I was like, good Lord. Like, I mean, I, I love nudity as much as the next guy, but like it was a lot and a long scene of just nothing but nudity. Yeah. I didn't like it at all. <laughs> as well as y'all. I did notice too, that it's like, I mean, it's, it's porn levels of nudity. It is to the point where they're definitely not wearing privacy patches. Like no. this is full nude. I saw a P word. I mean, not only some P words, you almost see some A words because yeah. they're like getting out of the pool and stuff. And there's like close ups of the butt. And I'm like, I feel like I can see I can see inside this person. <laughs> like, this is a lot. Yeah, it's like Anne Hache in the remake of Psycho. Yeah. What happens yeah, to, yeah. with that? I haven't seen the movie, but Kevin Smith talks about it all the time on his podcasts. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. About how you can pretty much see her butthole in that movie. 
yeah. because of the way they filmed that scene. The angle they shot it yeah. from. Oh. You can see pretty much everything. Yeah. So uh, the phone rings. It's his mom. And he lies about where he is because <laughs> as he's like, no, they're just outside playing. And then over you overhear Jerry O'Connell like, put your ass on the glass, which they definitely can't hear him through the glass. No, like, it's so crazy. He's just an idiot. Yeah. Uh, but so his mom is like, don't let them near the lake. Just stay inside and watch some TV. Meanwhile, he hangs up the phone. Kelly's gone. Uh, and he dives in after her, thinking that she's somewhere in the water. And his mom just told people to get out of the lake. Um, but she's already back on the boat. So he swims back to the boat. We cut to the island with the kids where the canoe has floated away because they didn't tie it up well. And so now they're trying to wave down another boat to help them. Uh, so she walks out into the lake barefoot and is trying to wave down a no- another boat, but her feet are in the water. Yeah. As she walks around, she cuts her foot on a bottle and walks back up to the shore. But that means there's like blood in the water, which also another reason why I'm not a super fan of swimming in lakes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, they're dangerous. Like, I, I don't know. I, I hate swimming in lakes. You're only supposed to say aluminum out there. It, it, okay, great. You're only supposed to. You can still cut yourself on aluminum. Yeah, that. But also, people definitely break the rules. Yeah. I break all the rules. <laughs> we we cut to the scientists and the sheriff in the boat. They're going to explore the cavern system below the lake. Yeah. So the two divers go down. They find the cavern opening. He, the male diver, the one with the Arizona State Cheerleader, swims in first, and he swims through. They're like, you know, this sounds weird. Do you remember in the movie The Rock where he, like, disassembles the nuke and pulls it out, and it's got all those, like, little circles? Yes, the green balls, the little poison balls. Yeah! That looks exactly like these uh, eggs, except they're, like, red. Yeah. Yeah. And they got fish in them. Well, piranhas, yeah. The guy's, like, swimming through them and just like knocking the eggs willy-nilly pissing off the mother alien or whatever what is insane to me is that he takes his glove off to touch one i was like what are you why would you take your glove off to touch it yeah that's a prometheus level bullshit move (laughs) by a scientist anyway so that first driver gets immediately like eaten by all of the piranhas just like instantly i did think it was a cool shot when he had the underwater flare and it shows like reveals all of the piranha that are just like waiting yep. to like yeah, eat his was, ass it out cool. it was so funny and they fucking eat that dude did you say eat his ass out yeah i didn't i didn't really think too hard about what i was saying but yeah they definitely i mean they did You're that definitely though. not invited on pages and i spring break boat sorry <laughs> I definitely think I would get invited on any spring break boat if that was my policy. I refuse to own a boat. Yeah. (laughs) Boats are like trucks. Like, I want my friends to own a boat, but I don't want to own a boat. Okay, so I found out yesterday because I I was in the police car yesterday, and I rode with this officer that I'm pretty good friends with. And then we, like, were at Percy Priest area, and I was like, let's eat at the restaurant on the boat ramp. Because it would be fun. So we did. And I was able to find out that there's a nautical club where you pay a monthly subscription and you can unlimited use the boat during the months you use the subscription. And that's a pretty cool way to do it, I think. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, there's also a, a club where you can join to be buried at sea. Oh. I kind of want to learn to sail. I need more free time. We yeah. all do, Mikey. We all we do. We all do. Uh, they bite the rope. So the the rope goes slack. She swims into the cavern to check on him, sees him being eaten, tries to scream for help and swim away. Yeah. But they get her legs. 
uh, Adam Scott jumps in because he overhears her. He swims down and sees her and tries to rescue her. And he gets bitten a couple times. Uh, we get a shot of a floating eyeball that I'm sure was in, in 3D. Oh, absolutely. It was. Because then a piranha comes and bites it. Yeah. Snatches it. And he pulls her into the boat along with one piranha. And yeah. she is a corpse. She is long dead by the time he gets her into that boat oh yeah like you don't even recognize her she's just like bloody corpse yeah yep so we cut to Derek and the girls where he's doing body shots off i think crystal is the name of the blue bikini girl i think so anyway he's also trying to get kelly to do it uh and kelly says initially she says no thanks and he kind of presses it and tries to peer pressure her into it and then jake is like hey she said no and he gets in jake's face of like yeah she said no thanks that's different. She knows how to show gratitude. So he ultimately talks Kelly into letting Jake do a body shot off her. Yeah. And just as he's about to like bite the lime, she pushes him off and then barfs into the water. I'm assuming also in 3D. Yeah, it has to definitely have been in 3D. But right. I mean, Kelly had just done a body shot off Crystal, right? So it was like, I don't know. I, I got the impression that she had been drinking too much and that's why she threw up, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, okay. Absolutely. So we cut to Christopher Lloyd's office where Adam Scott and Elizabeth Shue show up and they're like, what the fuck is this fish doing in our lake? And he's like, it's a prehistoric piranha. It's the original piranha. How did you find one alive? They used to swim the Colorado River. And I'm like, what? I thought this shit was so funny because he runs into his office and I was like, oh, he's going to grab a book that like explains what this piranha is. And he doesn't. He grabs like a rock fossil that has like (laughs) the exact like cutout of the piranha. And he He plays this role so well. He plays every role so well. I love that he puts it down in front of the aquarium and you see like the rock fossil. And then you see like the piranha swim out from behind it because it's in. Yep. It was so great. I was like, all right, this part of the movie, stellar. No notes. But this is where they they learn that blood draws them in. Yeah. And he also lets them know that like they're killing machines, but they're still fish. So you can catch them or you can kill them. And if you have thousands, yesterday would have been a good time to start. Yeah. So we cut to the teens on the lake, like uh, just a sweeping shot of how many kids are just about to get eaten by piranhas it's a crazy amount of kids so crazy so we cut back to the boat kelly is sick and he's looking through his binoculars trying to spot girls that are uh hang glide not hang gliding parasailing topless well i mean he's supposed to be like getting video of her as she's doing this because she's like i guess she's just topless she looks sort of completely naked but she's pretty far away like in the yeah uh, because she's got that parachute right and she keeps getting close to the water and you see like her feet dangling in and like the piranhas like getting really close to her feet or whatever i thought for sure we were gonna see a piranha bite a boob directly i thought so too Paige. but we don't but i thought so too it must have been cut by the censors um i have some notes (laughs) nothing was cut by the censors out of this movie okay Uh, i do love the censors were like you know what no no notes for this movie. It's perfect. No notes. It's a perfect R comedy horror movie. That's, that's why the the rating system is bullshit. Oh, yeah. It's completely flawed. Yeah. Anyway, so he's trying to get a shot, but through the binoculars, he sees his brother and sister over on that island, and he's like, I need to go pick them up. But because of that, they miss the flying booby shot. Now, and, and he does tell them, my mom is the sheriff. So, like, 
that makes Derek freak out and be like, okay, sure. Well, yeah, I guess we'll go grab them or whatever. Well, I mean, this is when Derek fully has the cocaine nose job going on. Oh, like he's got so like, good. Yeah. And it's like baby powders level of cocaine. Like it's so much on his like nose. It's so yes. funny. And he's like, oh, okay, I guess. And he's like wiping it up. In fact, he looks back at Paul Shear and Paul Shear like, yeah, yeah. Like wipes his nose to like signify to Jerry O'Connell. He needs to wipe his nose. It's very funny. But also, that is Paul Shear's last scene in this movie. Last I know. shot of him in the film. It's yeah, and they yeah. never talk. They never talk about where he went. Uh, presumably, he was on the boat. Like, where would he go? Yeah, I have no idea. So we cut back to the girl parasailing with her boobs out, and she gets piranhaed, and they pull up the parasail, and her legs are just gone, yeah. and she is dead. It is oof. Meanwhile, we cut to spring break, and this is the wet t-shirt contest with Eli Roth and was it DJ Chocolate Thunder? Yes. Uh, but I I kept writing down the crazy shit Eli Roth is saying in this scene where he's like, let us drink from God's milk jars. <laughs> and you're just like, what is he saying? This is I crazy. Mean, I understood what he was saying, but I was not I mean, expecting like, him to say it that way. Language is a beautiful thing. But I mean, honestly, I am probably going to start saying that more often. <laughs> Uh, we cut back to the kids on the island who are mad that they didn't even catch fish Uh, but the boat does get there to pick them up and he's like I just I paid you 60 bucks to stay home you get on the boat we're going home we're fucking done and Derek is like no we have to get back to Canyon Beach for the wet t-shirt contest so he's like fine go but I'm taking the kids down below so he takes the kids down to where the glass bottom boat is Uh, and he takes Kelly down there because she's not feeling well and he tells Kelly and the kids like I don't want you anywhere near Derek like I don't trust yeah. him with you basically um but as the boat's trying to pull away they hit some like plants in the lake like I I want to say kelp but that's an ocean thing I think it's like seaweed but that's also an ocean thing I mean I, I know that that stuff does exist in lakes I just don't know what it's called I don't know but again reasons why I don't go in lakes yeah. Uh, but so it gets stuck in the propeller uh, and they're trying to get it unstuck. And as they do, Derek takes a hold of the controls and runs them up on rocks, which means that the boat is starting to sink. Meanwhile, the kids in the glass bottom boat down below see the piranhas under the glass and they're like, what kind of fish are those? Because I've never seen fish like that. Yeah. So. They're all trying to get kind of up to the top of the boat. Kelly is still trapped below because she is unconscious. We cut to the beach and we watch as piranhas swim through a bunch of people's legs and don't quite start biting people yet till they get to one girl's butt in an inner tube. Yes. Oh, and what a nice butt it was. Oh, it was so crazy because it's, it's so like it's shot from underneath. And like you right. see the camera just going up towards her butt for like yeah. 30 seconds. And you also see like piranhas like swimming around, right? They're like superimposed right. in with CGI. And then it starts to bite her butt. And then we get the like shot from above the water of her like going down through her inner tube, like being oh, she sucked gets down. Eaten butt first. Yeah. It is what like as if you had thrown her butt first into a wood chipper. Oh. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> like blood just shooting out of that inner tube. Yeah. I mean, when piranhas eat ass, they get real deep and get real into it no teeth bro that should be the rule right that should be the rule but this starts people pulling kids into boats and trying to get out of the water and then we watch as there's one girl that like swims down into the water and they literally tornado her into a skeleton in <laughs> oh, a second. it's so hilariously in like 3D. crazy yeah it's in so 3D. great 
It's so funny. So everyone's trying to get up onto the stage platform, other boats, and the stage platform is tipping. Now, did either of you read the banner that's on the stage? No. What did it say? It says, who's dying to get wet? Oh, my God. Yes, that's amazing. Fuck. <laughs> that's great. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. This is the one time in my life I regret never learning to read. <laughs> As they're trying to unhook boats and get people into boats, get the stage right in. They unhook like a carabine, like a hook thing from one of the boats, and it swings out and slices a girl in half right between the boobs. Oh, yeah. such a good kill. She just ghost ships into the water. It's so crazy, though, because it's like half of her torso and tit like fall into the water, and then we see yes. it slowly like sink into Spin. the water in 3D. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Adam Scott jumps onto a jet ski with a gun, and they're just like, it's fully loaded. I'm like, who cares? Like, I know. What yeah, is like, what? Like, yeah, it's so crazy. But I mean, he does save people. He shoots the piranhas that are jumping out of the water. Like, it's so crazy. Anyway, so a bunch of the sheriffs that are in boats are just shooting into the water <laughs> with shotguns. Yeah. Uh, Eli Roth does end up in the water and grabs a girl's hand that was in the con- the wet t-shirt contest. And he says, pull me out, you fucking whore. And as he does, he is immediately smashed to death between two boats. Yeah, because a boat like like hits another boat oh, and his head's his in the head in the way. It's so crazy. So good. Gone. It is like a gender reveal balloon explosion. It's <laughs> so wild. But then my favorite is Elizabeth Shoe is then tasering fish. No, she's tasering the water and it like hurts fish in that like area, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean she Only does a hit couple a at a time. Fish. Yeah. Yeah, she hits a fish. Yeah. yeah. Um so kids are getting out of the water. Adam Scott <laughs> is like pulling people onto the jet ski. And then pull it, driving them close to shore and then throwing them off the jet ski and being like, swim to shore. And I'm like, dude, there's piranhas everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like this, you just murdered those two people. He's just moving them to get lawnmowered to death by piranhas elsewhere. Right. Yeah. Todd, who not has me. a boat. Not you. <laughs> Clearly. The guy in the movie, Todd. Right. Gets in the boat and rides away. And he's literally just propellering over people. Yeah, like, he's running over. He's killing like shitloads of people. Murdering people. Yes. But then his butt his his boat gets flipped by people trying to get on it and then he gets eaten like just gruesomely yeah but his also the part of the reason his boat stops is because the propeller catches oh, in a that's girl's hair right this is and the then scalping. literally yeah. rips her face off yeah god it was honestly this is the grossest kill in the entire movie oh it is brutal and again all of this is happening like we've spent conservatively this movie is like 83 minutes long or something like that. Like it's yeah. not a long movie, but of those 83 minutes, we spend maybe 30 minutes on story and 60 minutes on kills. Yeah. Like it is. It's pretty good. Bonkers. Yeah. So the boat tips, they all get eaten. He gets eaten. It's really gruesome. Oh, that guy's such a dick. Back at the other boat, because it's flooding and Kelly's passed out. The kids have climbed up, but Kelly is trapped. She wakes up and climbs up onto the counter in the little kitchenette and is basically like smacking piranhas away the frying pan. Meanwhile, Derek and the blue bikini girl end up getting tossed into the water and she gets eaten and to the point where a piranha swims and eats through her face and comes out her mouth. Oh my God. Oh. And Jerry O'Connell does like push her under the water towards the piranhas. Yes. He's it's just like, like to try and save himself. It's <laughs> so, so wild. So he's such yeah. a villain. It's so great. But it, it doesn't matter because he is definitely also getting eaten. Oh yeah. The other girl tries to help him out 
of the of the water with an oar and as they get the kids out jake runs over to help and she's pulled jerry o'connell onto the deck and is basically hitting piranhas off him yeah with that oar and the first thing he just says is they took my penis but literally they took his whole bottom half like it's just he is bones i mean i i mean mikey maybe correct me if i'm wrong but if my lower half was eaten i would probably be most sad and concerned about my penis yeah understandable yeah but i would say if you don't have legs i mean oh i mean he's got multiple issues but if i was ranking (laughs) them in order penis would be at the top of that list interesting yeah I think for me, legs would be on the top. But I also have never had a penis, so I wouldn't know. Right. Did piranhas eat it? I mean, we do (laughs) cut down into the water where we see that a piranha has taken and is chewing on his penis, fighting over it with another piranha. I'm just so sad. You can't see the detail of a 3D penis (laughs) just floating above you. you. Yeah. You know what should have been in 3D? Teeth. Uh, Haven't seen it. The movie Teeth. Yeah. We got to do that eventually. But I mean, it was like a nearly headless penis, like just floating towards the end of it. Yeah. It had a head. No, no, no. I know. But it was like bitten in half, like at the very end, because one of the one of the piranhas grab it it, and then he spits it up. Right. And then it was like bitten in half and it was like a nearly headless penis. That's my favorite Harry Potter character. Same. Nearly headless penis. I'm glad you actually got the reference I was making. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. Anyway, we come back to the beach and it's a fucking bloodbath. Yeah. And this is where Ving Rames gets in the water with one of the propellers off the boat God. and just lawn mows piranhas, sacrificing himself to save them, which was so sad. As he's like being like eaten literally from ankle to tip of head. Like he is yes. like getting shorter and shorter in the water. And as he's getting shorter and shorter, him saying, get out of the water, like goes from him, like being able to say it, like an enunciate it to just like, get out of the water. <laughs> like, it's so <laughs> funny to me. But he, he literally, that propeller is spinning faster than any propeller ever has. And he's just making piranha smoothie oh, in yeah. the water. Just a piranha bisque with an immersion circular. It's just like, <laughs> he conservatively blends a million piranha in that scene. It's a <laughs> amazing it's so good and they all are just like rushing towards the propeller for no reason it's amazing yeah well because they smell the blood i guess that's fair so the yeah. more blood he creates the more they smell i guess yeah that's got to be it anyway meanwhile elizabeth shoes phone rings and it's jake and he's like mom i'm sorry i screwed up we're on the lake our boat is sinking please come help us so she commandeers a boat adam scott joins her they get out there to the boat that's sinking and realize that they can't get close enough to just have them board because of the rocks So they throw a rope across so that they can like climb across that rope from boat to boat. Okay, I need to pause here because why don't they just go around to the back of the boat? Because there was rocks on all sides, I thought. Was it all sides? I mean, who cares? But also like, (laughs) I do because she's like, she's going to make her children shimmy over this rope. I know. I was like, her kids are pulling a Lara Croft to like get from boat to boat. Yeah, they had to like American Ninja Warrior themselves off of the boat. And the boat had like stopped sinking. It was only like three feet above the floor when it hit the rocks. Right. Well, and and you are right because it it is like American Ninja Warrior where they're going to have to like shimmy across and then salmon ladder up into the boat and then do the like doorknob one (laughs) yeah i was like what just stay on the boat with your children my god yeah anyway the kids are climbing across with the other porn performer but she is kind of 
uh, not moving fast enough. So the piranhas are like getting her hair and getting her face. So she falls and it's literally blood mist in the water. Yeah, she gets blended. And then her mom being like, if you move faster, they won't get you. Because a four-year-old will be fine under that kind of pressure. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, she does. She pulls her shit together, that four-year-old. I mean, she's probably more like 10. But she oh, gets yeah. across. They all get across. They get to the boat. Except for Jake, who stays behind because he's going to try and get Kelly. Yeah, because Kelly is now trapped underneath in the, right. like, the what do they call it? The galley of the boat? Galley? I yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, what, whatever that is. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a boatographer. Yeah. As Elizabeth, she was making it to the boat. She falls in and then climbs back out. They're able to like get her safely to the boat. So on the boat, he ties rope around his waist and he's like, if they want blood, we'll give them blood. And he goes to pick up Jerry O'Connell, who is miraculously still alive. I love this but scene spitting so much. blood at him. It's so funny. I love it. It's the best part of the movie. It is. And with his, with his dying words. What t-shirt? I'm what honestly shocked that jerry o'connell did not win the oscar he deserved for this scene alone <laughs> t-shirt but he dumps him over into the water so that the piranhas will go after him he then swims down through the broken glass by the boat this is even even worse plan than everything this before. is a terrible plan yeah but he gets kelly he has her tie a flare to a walkie-talkie to weight it in the water. And then he undoes the like, he, he loosens both the propane tanks. So they're like leaking. For no reason. No, for no, no, not for no to reason. Blow up the boat. Yeah, he's going to blow up the boat, baby. That's how the boat blows up. Yeah, he's got a plan, Mikey. He's got like a MacGyver-esque level of a plan. His plan would involve them. First off, I like this plan because I saw this last night and I said, wow, what a great time. To reference my favorite summer film, Weekend at Bernie's. Because they would be dragged behind that boat hitting rocks going boom, yes. boom, yes. boom, yes. yes. That's not even the biggest problem I have with that plan. The biggest problem I have with this plan is that they have to first swim through broken glass. Yes. <laughs> and if that boat went at the wrong time and they hadn't cleared the broken glass, they would have been decapitated under the boat. Yeah. Yeah. The 10 seconds. Yeah. Oh, but it takes them at least 30 to start the boat. Oh, my God. I would have been like, I got to take another breath. We fucked this all up. Let go of the rope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're underwater for a long time. So, yeah. like. Not as long as the women swimming under the glass boat in the beginning. I legit was like, what Forever. are they, fucking mermaids? Like, what is Shut happening? <laughs> <laughs> like, it was legit 10 minutes they were under the water. I've seen women who do like mermaid photo shoots and mermaid videos and stuff like that is a thing of like underwater photography or whatever. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And usually you go down with a dive tank so you can yeah. like breathe. And yeah. Anyway, they he kisses her one big old kiss for their first kiss. They swim under up top. Adam Scott's trying to start the engine. He can't get it going. Can't get it going. Finally gets it to turn over. They turn the flare on. It's floating near the tanks. The boat pulls them away. As the ship explodes, killing basically every fish in the vicinity, but they're not in the same place as the spring break people. Right. That's why so, I was like, what? They're like, we killed them all. I'm like, you definitely didn't. There are so many more in other well, parts guess, of this lake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, God. I don't know. Unless they're going to just blow up the lake. It does eventually say that, like, we didn't kill them all, but it's a good start, I think is what Elizabeth Shue said. Yeah. But it does for a second, like, try and make it seem like they killed, like, it's over. Like, we killed all right. of the piranha. Yeah. 
No way it's all of them, but it's no. a lot of them. Yeah. Then they get they get a call from Christopher Lloyd, who's like, hey, the piranhas that killed those divers, those were the babies. Those are the babies. <laughs> and Adam Scott's like, so where are the parents? And then one jumps out of the water and eats him. And, and that's, that's the movie. movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what did you guys think about Porn Rana 3D? It is hard to make a critical judgment on Piranha 3D without seeing the whole epic. Oh, so you think we should definitely watch Piranha 3 Double D? I yeah. think we should. Both both films have to be put together for you to get a fair assessment of what's going on. Because when I saw it in theaters and he just dies at the end and I was like, well, they'll never do a sequel on this. I was very disappointed walking out of the theater because I was like, man, there's no way no one will ever give them money again to make a movie like that. And like, I lived with that disappointment for two years. Until they got the money to make another one. Yeah, it's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we talk box office, we'll talk about why they got more money to make another one. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I like it. I did not like it the first 30 minutes. I think I've talked about this. But my theme is... The first three minutes, I was like, oh, this is lame. This is like made for television, shitty movie lame. And then they yeah, like. It's just like softcore porn is all it is for the first 30 minutes. They just throw so much practical effects and kills, like really cool kills. Kills that are so rough that I still turned away watching it yeah. last night. Oh, I turned away a number of times watching this. Yeah. So it comes back around where I really liked it. I don't know why. Yeah. I, I liked it a lot. It's it is terrible in the best way. It yeah. made me laugh out loud quite a bit. I do think, unlike its predecessor from Justin to Kelly, where that is just so <laughs> bad, it's bad. This version is watchable because it's so bad, it's good. Like Jerry O'Connell's performance alone, let alone his death scene, is worth watching it alone just for that because he is unlike any other Jerry O'Connell pr- performance. Like we don't get that level of O'Connell in sliders. Yeah, of course not. But I mean, we should have. So, Paige, you have some fun facts for us? Yes, I do. Well, hit us with your fun facts. Pornfish fun Fun facts. facts. So, originally, uh, the director of this movie, Alexander Aha, uh, wanted to have Joe Dante, who's the director of the original Piranha, and James Cameron, the director of Piranha 2, The Spawning, play boat captains who gave safety lessons to the teens. (laughs) And Joe Dante was like, I'm fully on board. And James Cameron was like, I'm too busy. But also, I probably just don't want to do (laughs) it. Because it's James Cameron. So they didn't do it, which is kind of a bummer. Well, I think his first movie was Piranha, right? The original? Piranha 2. Piranha Mm. 2 The Spawning is his first. Okay. 1981, literally the year before he does Terminator. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, listen, you take a job to get to the next job sometimes, and I get it. He gets fired from Piranha 2 The Spawning. That's part of why he has time to write Terminator. But that's also where he met Gail Ann Hurd. From what I understand, he got fired from that movie because he kept being like, listen, what if we had a piranha come back through time (laughs) (laughs) to impregnate this boob lady? Exactly. Yeah. And they were like, James, leave the set immediately. Please leave. Yeah. So a lot of the commercials advertising this movie were actually banned for having too much gore, but also (laughs) revealing the end of the movie. (laughs) Which is great. Uh, I mentioned that over a thousand boats were used. It's actually 1,112 boats. That's crazy. Just for that one spring break massacre piece. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 
So the two actresses, Kelly Brook and Riley Steele, trained for two weeks for their nude synchronized swimming piece. Wow. So that's two weeks of training for them to shoot it. That's a level of commitment that I would not expect for something that amounts to more or less just softcore porn. But honestly, that's... (laughs) Sort of impressive in a weird way. 3D softcore porn. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't doing anything sexy. They were just floating around. It's art. (laughs) Okay. Uh, You know what? I will argue that you could argue that. Like, that it is. It's very beautiful, honestly. It's really. If you would have saw it in 3D, it's unlike any sort of art installation I've ever seen. Honestly, I kind of do want to see it in 3D. I mean, it is like we do have like museums full of like nude statues yeah Yeah. okay mikey you may have stumbled onto a very good point there that's how i do it (laughs) the production crew (laughs) estimated that seventy-five thousand gallons of fake blood were used every day during the shooting (laughs) of the spring break massacre scene (laughs) yes there's no way that whatever lake they shot this in is not still like red tinted. They they shot it in Lake Havasu, okay. um, which is the real lake that people go to for spring break. L- lake Victoria is a fake name. They yeah. debated just calling it Lake Havasu, uh, but they opted for a fictional name. For That's probably for a the best. Of reasons. Yeah. Um, this was not screened for critics, um, which normally when movies are not screened for critics. They get terrible ratings because critics are like, this is terrible. I'm pretty sure critics knew exactly what this was. Yeah. Because it actually got a 74% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. What? So, yeah. So critics, I think, were just like, we get it. Okay. <laughs> like, all right. Um, But they did screen it for the ratings board. And it does have a hard R. But the MPAA didn't ask for any cuts. Yeah, I hear this is the only movie they've ever screened at the MPAA that got a standing ovation at the end. <laughs> well, it's like, and I have ranted about this before, but fuck the rating system yeah. because the amount of boobs, blood, everything in this, this should probably be an NC-17 oh, yeah. or an unrated. Yeah. And it gets an R when other films with way less have had to fight for the R just because they're not helmed by a major studio. Honestly, what we should do is get rid of like the rating system and just have like, okay, this movie contains... You know, like like trailers that have that like right. this trailer contains nudity, violence, whatever. It, they should do that just for movies and be like, you know, this is what's in the movie. If you have issue with that, don't watch it. Yeah, I don't mind if there's like a rating. I just think you shouldn't bullshit about it. Like, like there shouldn't yeah. be so much stigma. Yeah, like, I think the problem is that there is just so much bullshit that goes into getting an R or getting a PG thirteen well, or it's whatever. The system, the system is broken. It yeah. was supposed to be there were supposed to be new sets of people granting ratings every x amount of years because it was supposed to reflect people who had children currently to then kind of guide what society would deem as acceptable for children to watch at various levels um but the people on the rating system basically have never really been voted out so most of them have adult children and have not had children of their own since the 80s and they are heavily influenced by the studio system yeah so they are pressured to get movies out so it's it's fucked up anyway so Girls Gone Wild owner slash mogul Joe Francis uh, was super mad when this came out. Oh, I uh, bet. And wrote a letter to the producers saying that this was defamatory and disparaging and that any depictions of him in the media like this uh, would be met with swift litigation. However, after seeing the movie, he wrote back and said, I appreciate a good parody as much as the next guy, but to associate me with drugs, 
the filming of underage girls and other and other actions crosses a definite line. However, but that's all shit he was like arrested for. He, he then is later arrested for all of it. Jerry O'Connell when asked about this, has emphatically stated that he is playing Joe Francis, yeah. <laughs> not a fictional character based on Joe Francis, uh, despite being warned by his own lawyers not to do this. <laughs> I bet throughout the entire movie, Jerry O'Connell was like, why is everyone calling me Derek? My name's Joe. He looks like he's having so much fun making this movie. Yes. So even after it came out that they were like, his lawyers have told him not to, his response was, I get to play Joe Francis. Oh, wait, for legal reasons, I'm supposed to say I play someone loosely based on Joe Francis. <laughs> I honestly do think Jerry O'Connell would be a, like a fun guy to hang out with. Like he seems Jericho. like a very funny Jericho. guy. I think he needs to work more and I think he needs to just do more. I, I love everything he does, I think. Yeah. So good. Um, some of the shots of spring break participants are genuine where they just shot B-roll during spring break at Lake Havasu. Oh, okay. Got waivers and put basically shots of it in the movie. That makes sense. After the movie came out, they ran a spoof ad campaign campaigning for the Oscars. Oh, <laughs> my <laughs> God, I made a joke about that earlier. I can't. Oh, that's amazing. I would have loved to have seen like the like the Oscar submit package for Jerry O'Connell. Right. So one of the girls and I'm not sure I couldn't figure out exactly who this was. I think she is the nude parasailer. OK, I believe uh, her name is Gianna Michaels. And okay. she was a last minute replacement for a woman named Natasha Nice, who was arrested immediately before filming while working on a hardcore porn film on the set so like she got arrested on the set of a porn we don't know why and was unable to do the part that Gianna Michaels does in the movie I assume it was for public nudity or something not sure yeah uh, but that's how she ends up in the movie uh, so a number of, of the people who are topless in this movie are porn performers, essentially. Adult performers. That's like common, though, right? In L.A., it's super common. When there's like this level of nudity, they just use uh, adult film stars? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Honestly. And, and they pay them probably more than they would have been paid on set that day. Uh, like on a porn set that day. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what porn scale is. Well, porn scale is not great, especially if you're a lady, because there's a whole bunch of ladies willing to and eager to do it uh but on a movie set if you're like if it's a regular movie if you're going to be nude you can negotiate your contract rates so you can actually get paid more depending on how you you book it fair enough in the end credits there's a special thank you to the society of amputee surfers that does not surprise me at all because they probably had to use a lot of those people for yes. that scene where they're pulling like people out of the water, right? Yeah. Yeah. To do the people who are like missing limbs. Some of them are real amputees that yeah. they have then put makeup on kind of like in the thing where it's that guy who doesn't have arms. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Richard Dreyfus in his scene is not only dressed the same way he is in Jaws, but he's singing the same song that he sings on the Orca. I love and it. Jaws. Uh, the brand of the beer that he's drinking is Amity. I saw that in the beginning. He also mentions needing a bigger boat, but also further, there is a Lake Placid call out where when they find the piranhas and they're at Christopher Lloyd's, uh, I guess, store office, uh, his assistant is like, oh, that's like that thing with those little crocodiles up in New Jersey where that lady was feeding them. And it's like, no, that's like Placid. Yeah, it's Betty White right there. There you go. Uh, the film was shot in 2D and then converted to 3D 
using the real 3D conversion process. So this was always planned to be in 3D. So even though they shot it in 2D, the plan was always to convert it. Okay. So the Spring Break Massacre took nine days to film. So if you remember the amount of blood going into the water, it was almost 100,000 gallons a day. That's That so... means there are almost a million gallons of blood used during that time. That's so crazy. <laughs> Um, if you were wondering why the special effects were so good, it's because they were done by Greg Nicotero, who did Walking okay. Dead. And yeah. A number oh, of yeah, 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 yeah. And you can actually see him in the movie carrying the top half of a body onto the beach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about, because it is like he's carrying it like over his shoulders. Mm-hmm. And it is very much like just a torso they built. It's like it's not a real yes. person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and those are your fun facts. Well, Paige, thank you for those amazing fun facts. Let's talk some box office. So what do you think the production budget for Piranha 3D was? And again, this was 2010 when it came out. Big, I think. All right, so what does big mean? Like, how much is that, Mikey? I'm going to say 30 million. Okay. Um, you have a guess, Paige? I'm going to say 20. All right. I'm, I'm going to go a little lower, oddly enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're actually on either side of it, but Paige, you're a little bit closer. It was $24 million. But, Mikey, if you adjust for inflation from 2010 to today, that would be $32.6 million. So oh, I, did the, I did the math wrong You in my just head. did the math. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It happens. I get it. Now, this movie came out on August 20th, 2010, and it was six in the theater when it came out. It was beat by the number one movie that week, The Expendables. Vampires Suck was number two. Eat, Pray, Love was number three. Lottery Ticket was number four. The Other Guys was number five. And Piranha 3D was number six. So what do you think Piranha 3D made in its opening weekend? Um, I do know that it made most of its money overseas. So I'm going to actually say that this only made about $8 million its opening weekend. Okay. I'm going to say fifteen. All right. Again, you guys are on either side of it. It was $10.1 million in its opening weekend. The number four through number six movies. So Lottery Ticket, The Other Guys, and Piranha 3D all made $10 million that weekend. And The Other Guys only beat Piranha by $60,000. So it was almost the number five movie. It was technically $57,000 it beat it by. All right. So this movie was in theaters for a total of... 13 weeks, so it ran from August 20th through the weekend of November 12th of, again, 2010. What do you think it brought in domestically in the box office in those 13 weeks? So domestically, I'm going to say it only brings in about 18. Okay, Mikey, what do you think? 24. All right. Mikey, you are very close. It was just above $25 million. It literally was $25 million, $3,000. So barely above 25 million. Paige, you were right, though. It did make more money internationally. It made 58.6 million dollars internationally for a total worldwide box office of 83.6 million dollars on a 24 million (laughs) dollar budget. So this movie made a ton of money. (laughs) That makes me so happy. Yeah. And if you adjust that 83 million dollars for, you know. Inflation for today, it's $113.6 million. Like, Piranha 3D is a $100 million movie. Yes. Oh, I And it is chaos. It is chaos. Chaos incarnate. And yeah. I, I am here for it. It also made $10.5 million in the DVD and Blu-ray sales. Like, the whole market, it made an extra $10 million. So, yeah. Amazing. I know. This movie made a lot of money. But that is your box office. 
All right. So, Mike, scary you remember scale. that scary scale? Yeah, let's do it. Scary scales are a scale of one to ten of how scary we found the film. We watched it today. Our one example is Ghostbusters. Our ten example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Let's go with you, Paige. Oh, this is a one for me. Todd? I'm going to give it a three because the body horror, man. I looked away a good number of times. I'm going to give it a two because I also was like, Ooh. Yeah. And that's our scary scale. <laughs> so, this week, the listeners made us watch Piranha 3D. What are you all making us watch next week? And, oh, what's the month's theme for next it's month? It's Asian Horror Month next month. Yeah, so let's talk about that. So it's Asian Horror Month. Uh, we're yeah. picking a number of, uh, some with subtitles, some without, but we're trying to concentrate specifically on Asian Horror. So our first movie of the month is going to be Incantation, which is just recently on Netflix, finally. Uh, so we'll be doing Incantation next week. It's well, awesome. found footage, Todd. Fuck. Man, Okay, so Asian horror gets me specifically because I don't know they just do it really well, and yeah, they do. I fucking hate found. Fo- I'm I, oh, I'm not looking forward to this month at all. I do feel like I got a really easy July. I I cannot wait to watch dash cam with you because I watched that last night. I oh. I am and excited to watch dash cam as well. It's a Twitch stream and the chat is happening throughout the film and okay. you watch what people's reactions to it. It's really creative how they do it. I have done a lot of Twitch streams like out in the real world where I was like walking around like downtown San Diego doing a Twitch stream. So like I've done shit like that. I, oh, I'm not looking forward to dash cam. So incantation, it, it just recently got moved to Netflix. It's in the news a bunch this week. Really? Why? There's a bunch of articles because it's supposedly one of the scariest movies to come out this year. God, son of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> I read about it. So I was like, Oh my God. So your homework for next week is to get the shit scared out of you by watching incantation. So Mikey, do you have a review for us? to read oh well while you're looking one up let me tell them how they can have their review run on the podcast and that is to leave us a five-star text review and we'll have mikey read it for you so mikey whose review are you going to read this week oh i'm going to read that one all right well what does that one have to say rabbit sauces they say this podcast has changed me i hope in a good way okay uh first off i'd like mikey to read this in a yogi bear accent. <laughs> <laughs> yes thank you rabbit sauces i love it thank you so much <clears throat> I love I love the warm-ups he does. Because I'm an artist. Like those women swimming naked. <laughs> I am an artist. And you practiced for two weeks to get this Yogi Bear accent down. Um uh, first of all, I'm a oh, okay, now I'm gonna okay. I absolutely love it a pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I love how it's vaguely um uh, it's Mario. A Mario. Yeah. Uh, it's Mario okay. but like toned down a little bit, like like pitched deeper. <clears throat> hey boo boo. I absolutely love a podcast. Why does it always go Italian? I mean, honestly, lean into hey, it, Mikey. Boo-boo, I absolutely love the podcast. I follow <laughs> Paige from Colt Podcast to Horror Version. Nice. And she is right down, she's downright mm. the best at doing the research and include the audience in this journey every time she goes through a movie. Hey, boo-boo, you guys uh, have become part of my Monday commute. And I look forward to what movie you guys will do. I know this is terrible <laughs> and it's hard to continue. <laughs> the big nigga basket I used to hate scary movies as a teenager And now at 30 I'm a horror fanatic Oh man Thank you for always being exactly who you guys are Laughing and joking through each episode Really makes me feel A friend at the table listening to the podcast Day Golden He's also a Twitch streamer Twitch.tv hashtag No Twitch.tv dash Slash Mikey Slash, oh my god <laughs> Rabbit Sauce X3 He plays scary games too, so check him out if you want to Oh, and honestly, I mean, this is going to come out way after we do the first one But we are streaming The Quarry tomorrow 
tomorrow on sunday well, yeah by the time this comes out i uh, know it will have been a week and a day ago <laughs> yeah sorry you missed it but yeah so rabbit sauce thank you so much for that awesome five star review we appreciate it if you want mikey to read your five star review leave us a five star review so guys if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies check out romancing the pod where mikey page and i break down and make fun of romantic movies it's a lot of fun guys check it out if you want to follow us on social please do we are at horror virgin or online at horrorvirgin.com if you want to follow us all individually you can do that as well page is at page wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including TikTok. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J Awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm-hmm. than the regular mm-hmm. feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys, check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If you want to financially support me but not todd just look me up on venmo if you can't financially support the show that's understandable that's fine but if you want to hang out with us on the daily join the facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash horror virgin we also link it like once a week so just find it there and join the awesome facebook group literally we're in there talking every day it's awesome and guys we got a p.o box so if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a p.o box it's actually not a p.o box it's like a regular street address it's pretty awesome it's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, where we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. This episode was brought to you by Tia, and Tia's teenager is driving her crazy. So how is Tia's teenager driving her crazy this week? She uh, let her two younger siblings die by eating be- spring break. So there you oh, go. Oh, no. Wait, she just let them die be- for going to spring break? How did they die? Well, they kayaked out to an island, but she didn't. Tia like didn't go save them, so they just like, oh. died slowly of starvation. She just left island. them out there. That makes uh-huh. sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this episode is also brought to you by The Number Jeff, and Jeff wants you to check out his podcast, Kissing Jessica Jones, where each week they break down a new episode of the Jessica Jones, Agent Carter, and WandaVision Marvel TV show. So if you want to break down podcasts of any of those shows, check out Kissing Jessica Jones. Mm -hmm. This episode also brought to you by Jonathan, and Jonathan wants me to make you guys watch some spooky spider videos. So I'm going to bring up this spider video and show it to you right now. Yeah, this video is called Brown Recluse Spider Behavior. Man, I don't I don't trust anything with you know eight legs or six legs or whatever they have. I don't like it. Eight. They have eight. Ugh. Why is he doing this? Aren't aren't brown recluse spiders like super poisonous? Super yeah. poisonous. And he's like yes. fucking with them. He's like poking them in this little like Tupperware container. Oh god. Oh my god. This is how you get necrosis on one of your fingers. This is how you get necrosis on one of your fingers, because unless you can get like to the, the hospital venom? fast enough. Even then, like if the, they have to treat it so fast, and if they don't, you'd still end up with necrosis. At least some god. necrosis on your finger. Oh god! Why, dude? Stop! I, I don't understand why you would fuck with a spider at all. Like, ugh. I don't like this guy's voice. 
Yeah. It honestly sounds like he's in a documentary where they're trying to hide his identity. That's what his voice sounds like. Well, yeah, like. it sounds like a person who I would exactly expect to be obsessed with spiders. <laughs> yeah, he does sound like a spider study guy, like the the Jeff Goldblum of black recluse, brown recluse spiders, but... Mm-hmm. They're getting so close to his finger. Like, I... Oh, go- oh. oh God. Oh, that just... I, oh, I, that I, I can't do it. Oh, God. Okay. Well, Jonathan, thank you so much for the support, and uh, not so much for the spider videos, but thank you so much for the support. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we now yeah. return you to another episode of the... Uh, Patreonicals. My favorite part of the episode. Did you see the Facebook post? And I can't remember who it was, but they said, does anybody know when the Patreonicals start? Because I love the Patreonicals. I want to go back and listen to them episode by episode. Oh, yeah. Good luck. Why would you do that? (laughs) I don't know. I think it is to just better understand the psyche of Mikey. There's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the Patreonicals is like my Rorschach chest. It is like chest. it is a lot like your Warshack chest. chest. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You see your you see what you want to see in my chest. Yeah, you just like look at Mikey's chest hair that day, and you like mm-hmm. you tell him what it makes you think of. Yeah, looks like a horse running in a field. <laughs> okay, um, let's get fucking weird today on this thing. Yeah, it'll be the first time we've gotten weird with the Patreonicals. Okay, to sum up. From last week, a lot of people were having butt sex on the rebuilt Mun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you remember. It makes me feel nice. Yeah. Okay. So we're at the Mun. It's rebuilt. So yes. so- the Mun Society's rebuilding. They're, they're tons of Mun people. They they grow very quickly. And they're just, it's like a big Mun orgy. And then uh, <laughs> Aaron and Danielle, Danielle, uh, queen of the moon, she tells Aaron, we're ready to begin. And so they kidnap Wes and they try to kidnap Scott, but he's made, you know, he's like, what is it? What is happening? And Wes is like, you know, he's like a little, he's like a little piece of shit, uh, Voldemort like creature. <laughs> oh, that's right. Like he's he himself is not a piece of shit, but he is like the Voldemort from King Cross Station, right? Yeah, he's like he's he's not doing great, uh, and he just they just birthed hundreds of Mun people, and then um, he's like, what's happening? So you know, the Mun start attacking everybody. Wait, what? Yeah. The 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 just now seahorse born Mun are now attacking people. Yeah, on the giant space station. So they're born like Orakai. They come out like no, fully developed, we muscly. Have, we have had a gap of six weeks, and everyone's full grown In now. six weeks? It's an alien life form, Todd. Like, what is your problem? You know what? That's fair. I will suspend all disbelief. I mean, my problem is I've never been to space, so it's hard for me to sympathize with those that are mm-hmm, in space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I got that. <laughs> in space, no one can hear you like understand their feelings. Right. In space, no one can understand your empathy. (laughs) (laughs) Libby goes to Cody's pawn shop. He's set up on the moon. He's like, we need weapons. And he's like, look, I got 17 spaceships right over there. Just got them in. These babies working great. She's like, we'll take it. (laughs) So the the Mun get all these spaceships and they attack the giant space station that's helped recreate the Mun. And uh, Dreskel's like, we got a situation. The there's spaceships coming over and they're firing at us. And Amy is like, what? Why? And then uh, she's like, I, uh, we have the smaller space shuttle we can evacuate from. He's like, yes, we're going to be blown up. The, the Mun are attacking. And uh, they grab uh, Kate and she's like trying to use her psychic powers to like move some of the missiles away as they run to the spaceship. Isaac, Isaac, uh, he's on the moon eating Mun people who are attacking him. And uh So's Karun, Wolverine style, like hundreds of Mun. There's thousands and thousands of them now. Just all weeks. over the place. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and um, Scott is being held down, just, just fucking held down by like 40 Mun people. And he can't move. Uh, Amy's like, we got to pick up our people on the Mun. Uh, Shining Donut, Kaylee, and Jennifer with a PH, they're all together. And 
Shining Donut. They're having well, they're having a donut threesome, which is called a bear claw. <laughs> I've really loved bear claws until right now. <laughs> and they're like, we gotta get out of here. So Shining Donut's like, I will turn into a spacecraft. So they like I don't know what Shining Donut's superpower is, but I love it. He turns into a cream cream donut. What are you doing with your hands right now? Less like, a, like a, an oblong one, you know what I'm saying? Oh, an like a like cream. a bear claw. Bear claws are oblong shaped like that. But do they have cream in them? Yeah. Well, a lot of them do. You're you're thinking of a bar. A bar is the like a maple bar with yeah. cream in it. He turns into a maple bar. Okay. 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 And then they climb on top and they smush themselves in the the icing and then he squirts out cream to lift off the the moon. I love this Rankin Bath's visual I'm having right now of this, this wild this maple bar just shooting off of the mun with like and like just leaving custard on the the mun surface. I love it. <laughs> it's like oh they left but they left us left us some delicious custard. Nathan uh the professional wrestler, he gets um, some of the Mun have laser swords. He gets an arm chopped off by a Mun person. We have to call them laser swords. We can't call them lightsabers because we're yes, afraid George TM. Lucas will sue yes. us. Yeah, Disney, yeah. Disney. Right. Oh, Disney, Disney now, and Disney, Disney actually might sue us. So yeah, maybe we should <laughs> not say that. <laughs> Amber and Allie are talking uh, to Danielle, the Moon Queen, and they're sending a message out. And they're like, for too long, the people of Earth. The human people have bullshitted around, fucked with us. (laughs) Yeah. The Mun people and the Mur people. And we've united against you. The alliance between Mun and Murs are going to get the Earth people. It's not going to be good. Mm -hmm. Jeremy with laser eyes shoots all the missiles away so the shuttle can land. And uh, just Cyclops the fuck out of that whole situation. (laughs) Uh, Bo Easy gets out and he goes and gets uh, Isaac and Karoon. And uh, they're like... There's a giant donut up there. We'll hook up with that later. And they get Cody from his poncho. Like, Cody, you got to relocate your poncho, man. It's like the monitor. Like, you got that message. Like, oh, yeah, buddy. It's okay. I got other, you know, locations. And uh, (laughs) I didn't realize he owned a chain of ponchops. That's great. He's doing very well for himself. He's, yeah, he's my favorite character now, I think. (laughs) Best I can do was another pawn shop. And then, like, uh, (laughs) so they all, all the survivors get into the space shuttle that Amy is driving as Kate and Jeremy laser everything out uh, and they pick up Nathan, his, his arms bleed and they have to like help him. Um, so they do that. And then as they're flying off, Dave's running in slow motion, like platoon style. And then he drops to his knees and lifts his arms as they lift off. And then he's <laughs> just squished to death by thousands of mun butts. Okay. <laughs> his head pops off and squirts away. I worry about your brain. No, I mean, this is 100% the Eli Roth death page. Like, that is what this is. I know, I know. And I'm sure Eli Roth probably would have preferred it to be butts instead of boats. I'm sure he would have. I'm going to touch the butt. We still haven't done Hostile 2, and we honestly should. We have not done Hostile 2, yeah. And anyway, that's the end of this episode, I think. All right, well, I guess we'll have to wait to find out next week what happens on another episode of uh, The The Patreonicals. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd. Keep it oogie spooky. Yeah. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Porn Rana 3D nerds.